Hey everyone, today is Thursday, the 6th of May 2021. This is The Gap, episode 564. I'm Luke Laurie. Joe Gioris here. Happy May the Revenge of the 6th be with you. Is that that's good? That today yeah, is? I think that works. I'm pretty sure that is exactly how it works. Uh, perfect. Yeah. We nailed it. We are pop culture fiends. Yeah, it's the fifth here. I guess it works both ways, right? You could go Revenge of the Fifth or Revenge of the Sixth, or yeah, I don't know. Like Mark Hamill used to do like the whole month at one stage. He'd be on Twitter every day, going happy like 28th of, and then make something up. He's um. He's a he's a he's a meme lord. Like, I like Mark Hamill's transition into just well-meaning internet troll. I reckon it's fantastic. Mm. You know, he just he's on there talking shit about Star Wars and right, yeah, Ryan and like, uh, yeah, he's making fucking jokes at his own expense. He's just a fucking he's just a cool dude. Like. It's it it's unexpected, I think, right? Because it could have gone in a different direction, right? Like what Harrison Ford, <laughs> uh, yeah, or Jake Lloyd, you know, uh, or like there's so okay. many different ways it could have gone. Jake Lloyd, that Lloyd's is that is like is a very spectrum, sad, right? yeah, right. And Harrison Ford's is very arrogant. It's uh, like in the middle. Yeah, he's he's found somewhere. I, I feel like, like he's turned around and sort of embraced it. The last, yeah, like. 10 years he's a bit more on board with it well hell like i think he didn't like doing star wars stuff for a while there right Hmm. but he was still like the joker in basically every animated fucking show there was uh or some parody of the joker like he's you know jay and silent bob strike back and like he's got absolutely no problem with taking the piss out of himself he seems like he's got a really good sense of humor. He just didn't seem to mm. want to talk about Star Wars all that much, which I think he, I get. You know, like it was almost like his character. Remember that episode of uh, Simpsons, right? He's taken the piss out of himself even there, right? Back when people would come on the, the Simpsons and they wouldn't really do that. He was like, you know, full blind doing a fucking dinner theater thing. But, uh, yeah, it seemed like his character, who didn't really want to do Star Wars stuff, sort of was reflected in his attitude outside of, you know, in the public space. But instead, lately, he's just sort of, yeah, gone in and embraced it. And he just loves, yeah. know, loves the culture, I guess. He's a fucking dork, I guess is what I'm driving he is. at. I mean, he grew up a massive nerd, right? Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> it's just kind of he's our kind of worked dork. out well. We're dorks. <laughs> dorks, yeah. dorks are good. Um. Anyway, yeah. Star like not not much Star Wars week, I guess. Like the news or anything like that. It was kind of very low key. Pretty odd. Year. I haven't watched the Bad Batch yet. Although Johnny Bravo pointed out that it's out. Haven't seen it yet. Like the whole thing, or are they doing the one a week type. I have no idea. I assume it's one of the week, right? Which actually time is timed pretty well because I ran out of shit to watch. Uh, I had a really good run going where I was, you know, watching, you know, uh, Captain American with Soldier and um, Invincible. And now those are gone. And I'm like, well, what the fuck am I going to do now? Uh, yeah. 
Do you know what is I, I've been doing is uh, have you ever watched Venture Bros? No. You should watch Venture Bros. The first couple seasons are funny as piss, but they're like they they used to do them in like a they do mm-hmm. one season every two and a half years or so, like fucking Rick and Morty style. And so there's yeah. like a real difference between the early seasons and the later seasons. Like the, there's a right. vast difference because uh, like the style of humor, right? Over the course of like th- fucking three seasons, a decade has passed, and the concept, the the genre of humor of comedy it, mm. just wildly changed. But um, yeah. So it's it's very different to start off with. I wouldn't say it's bad. Uh, it's not like uh, The Office where you're like, oh, don't watch the first season. Yeah, just don't. Just don't do it. Or The Simpsons or Seinfeld or fucking loads of comedies where you're just like, just don't watch the first season. I'd say... Actually, don't watch the first season of Venture Bros. Um, but yeah, once once you get into it, fucking hell, like the, the stuff, it is very intricately woven the, the, like it's got it's still like Rick and Morty shit way before Rick and Morty existed uh, mm. and it's also like just a, a pretty funny piss take on the old like those old pulp adventure cartoons like uh, um, G.I. Joe and, and stuff like that so it just winds sure. up yeah working pretty good I would say yeah. if you're looking for something to watch, watch Venture Bros. That's my conclusion. Also, uh, they released, or when they released it all on DVD, they released uncensored versions. Okay. And what that gets you is almost exclusively uh, the occasional unbleeped fuck and, uh, like, word the word fuck, and you see a lot of cartoon dick for some reason. It's like Game of Thrones up in that motherfucker. Like, you're like, oh, and there's a dong, right? Fair enough. Uh, I don't know if I agree with... Like, they didn't have to draw that in, but they did. Yeah. Here we are. Yeah, it's pretty weird. Uh, anyway, it's very funny. Uh, and Invincible. Fucking good stuff. Good ending. I liked it. What'd you think? Mm-hmm. You finished it? I haven't watched it yet. Still you haven't watched any on. of it? Have you watched... No, no, I've watched, like, not the ending. Okay. I, I'm... I don't know how many are there. I've watched maybe like five or six at this stage. Right. Okay. Yeah. Well, okay. Fine. Catch haven't up. had a chance to. What the fuck? Yeah. Who does that? Um. Anyway. Anyway. Let's let's kick things on. It's sure. busy. There's a lot of things. A lot of things going on this week. Uh, two big games. You can hear it. You can hear it. Listeners. Coming out. Luke's like fucking. Let's go. Enough of this fucking chit chat bullshit. We got stuff to get to. Okay, like, yeah. uh, I'm tired of your shit, Job. Let's fucking churn it along. Let's jump straight into that game you forgot to talk about last week because you didn't put it on the list. And if you don't put it on the list, you never talk about it. Chivalry I've already deleted two. it. It's gone. Oh, now I don't know what it is. <laughs> uh, Chivalry 2. Actually, before we get into Chivalry 2, uh, I did say last week that I would uh, play some more Diablo Immortal and mm-hmm. um, and come back uh to, to talk about whether or not it's as linear as i as its first impressions were um mm-hmm. it's not uh wine it, it opens up a lot after that it's actually pretty engaging um 
once you get through that really honestly terrible fucking prologue shit uh it, it winds up being like you've just got you've got other people fighting in the same area it's sort of like uh passively always online and so yeah you've yeah. got other people playing you're with not you fighting other people no you're not fighting them but they are sort of there fighting alongside mm. you which is cool and like it just it, it's very seamless the way it works there's no like oh you're loading into the world now it's just you are in that world with other people you've got the fucking text box down the bottom of people yapping about fucking nothing uh there's something yeah pretty cool about it like it winds up working pretty well what i want to do is try playing it with the the razor cheaties the cheaty controls the cheaty control yeah um <laughs> because i i just don't i don't know first of all i got the s21 which is smaller than my fucking hand and second of all uh like i just i just don't like unscrewing controls there's there's nothing like there's no feedback right i'm just dragging my fucking thumb around on a screen right and so at, at some point friction stops the fucking thumb from moving which is annoying as shit whereas on a thumbstick i can just fucking move that stuff i don't understand why this is fucking up for debate like just it's just bad on-screen controls are bad fuck anyway um yeah it's it's pretty cool i'm gonna continue to play it to see how far i can get i don't know how long the alpha lasts for but mm -hmm. uh, i'm enjoying it so far Awesome. Anyway, Chivalry Two. Uh, yep. um, yeah, this had a this also this had a beta weekend, uh, like two weeks ago now, I guess. And I went in so fucking skeptical, so skeptical, uh, because I just figured, eh, I wound up hating Chivalry, and I felt like Mordhau took what Chivalry did and did it better and chivalry <laughs> like they sort of just dug in their fucking heels right they were like well no we do like we're doing what we like to do and if you don't like it go go play something else lol there's nothing else and then mordhau comes along and it's like oh okay well I'll, yeah i'll just go play something else then um chivalry 2 I mean, it's it's a bit hard to say necessarily, uh, but like yet because it's only a, you know a beta weekend. But I had a fucking lot of fun with that game. It was, I mean, it's just those first person melee games. Those first person choppers uh, are they? There's just there's something about them that amuses me to no end. I think there's a strength in the idea it might not uh it might not have like perma legs but it is definitely a spectacular diversion like the entire concept of the first person chopper um and and chivalry 2 does it really well it looks gorgeous uh it's got these giant maps with like loads of objectives these like multi-layered objectives and uh yeah, you just wind like run around chopping cunts. Uh, it is how does the combat work? Uh, so it's very similar to Chivalry One, 
Although there's no rainbow move bullshit, so you can't just fucking waggle around infinitely, uh, making yourself impossible to dock, uh, block. Uh, um, that doesn't work anymore. Um, so you chop with, you know, left thumbstick. You you block, and when you block, you're supposed to block at the at the point of impact. Uh, so you look at the point of impact and block there, and that'll block them, and then you can uh, repost or whatever. I don't know, parry, repost. I don't fucking know. I don't know melee words, melee. I don't even know if I'm saying melee right or melee. I don't know. I've got that's how divorced I am from understanding like close quarters sword combat. Um, but yeah, you just wind up in these situations where like. If it's one-on-one, it's a full-blown, like, you feel locked in on this duel. Uh, and at the same time, in your mind, you're you're aware that at any moment, death could be coming from one of the sides. And, yeah, you sort of, like, try to keep that in mind and try to manage your positioning with that, like, in, in that regard. And you, like, move around... Uh, we were playing, uh, it was, it didn't seem like the party system was working very well, but we were able to jump into, like, we just queued at the same, oh no, we jumped in the same server, uh, the server browser, me, Drew, Squirrel, and Nathan, and, uh, yeah, we're just playing together, uh, we kept getting auto-balanced to different teams, uh, but we just changed back again, and, yeah, um, that was pretty, like, there's something about team play that sort of changes the the landscape of that game. But the other mm. thing that changes the landscape of that game is uh, me and Nate going archers from the fucking get-go and just fucking belting cunts from fucking, like, right in the backfield. And you just plop, plop. It must have been aggravating as shit because we weren't missing. Uh, and... Like, a miss for us was basically a chest shot, uh, which is still 75 fucking percent of your health. So, you'd mm. like, half of these dudes on the other team are running into the next fucking, their next fight at 25% health. Uh, and the other half uh, ragdoll on the fucking ground with an arrow out of their face. It was spectacular. Uh, the, like, the problem with that Right, I don't know what they're supposed to do, right? I don't know what they're supposed to do because that's not like the way. Yeah. The way Bow and Mordhau had that problem, right? Mordhau was like four fucking arrows or something to kill someone. You're like, why am I even using this thing? Yeah. It's fucking useless, right? But and and so you've you've got to like fucking find some sort of middle ground, but I don't know where that middle ground would be. Right, because like a headshot has to kill, otherwise people are just gonna fucking hate it. And it did in Mordhau, right? I'm pretty sure. Uh, I can't remember. Um, but like, yeah, copping that much health and the rate at which you can fire um, turns it into a situation like that's just not how bows and arrows were used back then, right? Mm. Like, they weren't just like fired. Robin Hood was a Robin Hood, a, yeah. A, yeah, a fairy tale, right? <laughs> like it's a legend. It's it's it never happened. Like longbow dudes, 
they stood at the back and like fucking fired from ages away just raining yeah. death they weren't fucking standing on the front line fucking popping cunts uh like they fucking medieval john wick or some shit but that's basically what we were doing and yeah i don't know how you're supposed to do anything about that really um i don't know what you're supposed to do to balance that entertaining though entertaining um yeah anyway chivalry too i'm far yeah lots uh i'm far more like optimistic about where chivalry 2 is at now than i was uh before i played it so Mm. if they do another if they do an open beta uh definitely jump in and have a squiz absolutely anyway yeah i think it's gonna be interesting right to see if um like because what happened with Mordhau was it was the chivalry base that went we're fucking out right like we don't want any of this and so they they went to Mordhau, um and like is there gonna be enough to get people to come back like i don't know what the Mordhau community is like now i assume it's not super popular i believe it's um, just super racist i mean it was already pretty right. racist so i mean what like what's what's the deal with that shit hey it's doing okay it's six thousand players like right now okay cool that's hell let loose numbers that's better than what i expected um anyway yeah, what is Sorry, it with medi- medieval games uh wind up like just attracting racists on mass, hmm. and it's weird. I think it's, yeah, I don't know. I think it's just gamers being G- gamers. Okay, yeah, fair enough. Um, in general, in general. Anyway. Um, are you wearing a Vault Tech shirt, hoodie, or something? Fallout seventy six hoodie. Yes. How did you guess? Are you? Are? I can see like. Some like it looks like it's inside out. It's like uh, a circle with some lines. Uh, right. Yeah. yeah. It's fucking doing my head in. <laughs> yeah. It's like classic Job loving that Fallout 76. Loves Fallout 76. I actually have to jump in and check that out when I get some free time because I liked what I played when they uh they rebooted it. They, they made it fallouty again. <laughs> um anyway. All right. All right, Chivalry 2. Awesome, awesome stuff. Um, let's move on to Elite Dangerous, um, which I believe you're still playing, but I am also playing at the moment. Um, but we're not playing together, together. for some reason, no. despite my best efforts, which well, I've- I was busy over the last week working on stuff. Um, <laughs> anyway, I've Whatever. had some free time. I've, I've managed to fire up the uh the game yep and um so the last time i played i had a lot of problems with my uh hotas setup your hot ass uh, for people yeah for people who don't know it is a um a joystick and a throttle sort of combo um for flight simulators uh, space sims that sort of stuff and um basically what had happened is the uh the person that had had like this guide up for um setting all the button combinations up and all that sort of thing had uh like two years ago moved on to a new setup um but it was like hey here is like it's still working i sort of like i update it and like the community sort of helps and blah 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 um but then 
uh, is it Frontier Developments? I think is their studio name. Yeah, um, yeah, Frontier. Put out yeah. an update, a major update, which changed the uh, sort of INI file for the um, uh, for the key mapping, and, and and like completely redid the key mappings, and then so that that actual guide uh didn't work anymore because everything had been jumbled around um and i didn't know that like i I, i'm sitting there trying to play this thing and fucking my my ship is spinning around all this weird stuff is going on and uh at that stage i was like i can't like i don't want to sit here and rebind all this stuff like for people who don't know these things have so many buttons on them there's like 190 programmable buttons yeah it's it's stupid it's insane um like they, they, you get reference sheets for these things because there's just so many buttons, and it tells you like this button does this thing, and uh, and that sort of stuff. So I, I ended up um, uh, basically bailing on that one. Um, spent way too much time trying to figure it out. Uh, so I've since gone back. Um, he has not updated the uh, the config, but it looks like people have figured ways around to getting it working. Um, and so basically there was another um, uh, key mapping that someone did for the, I've got an X55 Rhino um, made by Madcats. And since uh, that has been released, Logitech came in and bought Madcats at one stage, um, re-released that setup, called it the X56, but didn't really do anything different to it. It kind of, they like changed the colors of the, <laughs> um, like the look of it and changed the, uh, mine glows green. Uh, I think theirs glows blue because they're Logitech. Sure. Um, and I think it's got maybe like one or two buttons that are like work a little bit differently, but for the most part, it is the same thing. And so, uh, what you can actually do is grab the X56, um, config go into the INI file, change like any instances where it says X56 and change it to X55 and uh, Elite Dangerous will pick that up and be like, oh yeah, cool. And just plug it straight into the thing will work. That's pretty This great. is a workaround that a lot of games have been doing, like Microsoft Flight Simulator did the same thing because right. um, they're literally the same fucking, <laughs> they're the same device. They've just like stopped people from using it and the thing is that Microsoft Flight Simulator had um, proper setups, like actual uh, configs that you could go in and, and use, but they were like, we're supporting the latest Logitech, like X56, but people with the X55 couldn't go in there and use it because they weren't supported, even though it was the same actual device. It was just this, seemed like a cash grab type thing to make people go buy the new thing. Anyway, <laughs> um, so I got it up and running. I, uh, I was working my way through the training. Um, the hardest thing about getting a setup like this going is playing the game um, and, and basically just learning the buttons because that is, it's it's like giving someone a controller, an Xbox controller that's never played a console game before and being like, all right, X jumps, square is attack, uh, circle is roll and triangle is to use your item. There's also two triggers up here there's two triggers here uh and there's some directional buttons and like whenever there's a prompt on the screen that says like press x to do this like the person has to look down at their controller and be like all right x cool and they press it and that takes them a couple seconds to, seconds to figure out whereas that's kind of like what it is playing with a hotas thing and trying to learn the buttons 
is it job jumps up and says press joystick seven uh to to ignite boosters and you're like all right which one is fucking joystick seven like all right <laughs> there's like a there's like uh 65 buttons on this thing let's go and okay. so a lot of that initial thing is looking at your reference card being like what is joystick seven uh okay it's that button cool i press that and it goes and then all of a sudden you're like all right i know what that is um or like there's little toggles on my throttle and I can uh, flick them up and down and be like, all right, well, I know this is to deploy my hard points and this one will deploy my cargo bay. And this one here is going to make my um, my auto flight switch on and off and things like that. And eventually you start going through these tutorials, learning the buttons, and uh, eventually that stuff is just sort of like, you just know it now. It's just there. So that that's yeah. kind of the process that I was going through, uh, learning how to fly, learning yeah, it's how like to- it's like a um, language, right? You got to learn that language. Yeah. Learning the targeting systems, um, uh, learning how to, to land a dock and, and leave docking stations. And then like all the buttons that are associated with that. So that like when I fucking, uh, there was one instance where I was leaving the dock and I forgot to- um, uh, pull my throttle back and so i i i left the the, the uh landing pad and just fucking took off because my throttle was all the way up to, to like maximum thrust uh and i was like shit just like bouncing around on the inside of this dock uh so it's like just yeah it's like you said learning the language of the game and what button combinations do certain things um so I, I've done all the basic training. I went in and did a bunch of the advanced training as well, um, just to learn a bit more about that. I think that stuff is done really well. Yeah. What the game does extremely poorly is the stuff you're supposed to do in the game because it just kind of is like fucking good luck. Here you go. Here's a notice board. Here are all the things you can do um, at this starting location. And it's generally uh, the stuff there is like mining uh, trading resources, going out looking for pirates, uh, and, and that sort of thing. Uh, the, the the problem is that the ship that you're given at the very start doesn't really have the capabilities to do some of those things. So if, if I look at it, I'm like, I want to go do mining. Yep. You can't do mining because you don't have mining lasers on this ship. Yeah. And so, it, but the game doesn't tell you that. Yeah. Um, I know that because I've played this game before. Yeah. But it doesn't tell you. <laughs> and so you're the type of person that's like, oh, I'm going to go, I'm going to do mining. Because it's literally the first thing that's on my screen. Like, it's the first option. All right, cool. You can go do that. And then you you, you disappear and spend, you know, 20 minutes flying to the asteroid wherever world. it is yeah. you need to go. And then you're like, all right, well, how the fuck, where am I? Like, why have I got lasers? Where, where are my mining tools and all that? Oh, well, you don't have any because you don't have that. And you don't have a big enough cargo bay and all this stuff. I think it just does an extremely bad job of like slowly ramping you up to be like, here are all the things you can do. You didn't see anything like I sort of talked about this in my, uh, in my video uh, mm. that I chucked up late last week uh, that I felt like I didn't have a great idea of what I was meant to do outside of what I was doing, which was bounty hunting. Right. Which is what I've always done. Um, yeah, I f like. I know that there's something called the Road to Riches. Okay, missions it's like a mission or something. Yeah, like a set of missions or something like that. I know these things exist. 
I just have no idea how to get access to them or how to begin on them. And I can't work it out. And I feel like the game doesn't tell it, like tell you. Sure. But I wondered if it was because, and I think this might be the case for you as well, like because you played the game before. No. Because I've I have started a brand new character. I've deleted my save. Oh, I didn't. It, so, you reckon that deletes your entire profile? I think so because there's a mission that pops up when you first uh, start the game, and I can't remember it's good, what it's, it's like. Welcome to something. Welcome to yeah, fucking space. I don't know. And it's supposed it's supposed to send you to another starport where you hand in credits and you get like. I don't know, 10,000 credits or some sh- something like that. Sure. But the guy also says to you like, hey, here's the mission board. Um, check the contracts and see if there's anything that you want to go out and do. Like these are the things you know need to go out and do. And and then um, the, the one that, so I was like, I, I don't need to do mining. So I'm going to do the pirate stuff. I'm going to go find these two people that it wants me to go find. Ah, and so no. I picked them up. <laughs> you didn't. And so I picked them up. <laughs> went to the location where it wanted me to go and I'm like, I don't even know how to fucking find these people. And you've basically got to like, it doesn't teach you like, oh, you need to scan the nav beacon and then like search for their fucking ship signatures or something. Like it doesn't explain any of this stuff. And so I gave up after like fucking 30 minutes of flying uh, through each system in or through each planet in the star system uh, <laughs> to try and like I have not, I was like, at, I was just blasting ships at that stage, like wanted ships getting, I was nearly getting shredded. Clearly I wasn't supposed to be fighting those things because the amount of money that I got was dumb. Um, yeah. It was like 15 times more than what the mission was that I was supposed to be on. Yeah. And this thing was taking no damage at all and destroying the fuck out of me. The only reason I survived was because there was some other ships FSS, around, yeah. cops, yep. space cops space helping cops. me. Yep. Uh, Anyway, so like that was a complete disaster. And I was like, I'm just going to wait until I can play with Job so he can tell me what the fuck I'm supposed to be doing. Because it's just, it does, it's such a bad job uh, explaining yeah. things. No, absolutely. I, I've literally no idea uh, how, like how I'm supposed to get into doing anything different to what I'm doing. Yeah, than contracts or like, that sort of thing. Like, yeah. And the contracts I'm doing are just, I just, like, I don't take contracts. Like, I don't know how... Uh, I've heard that asteroid, like there's like deep core mining or some shit that is apparently really cool and really pro- profitable, and you're basically like flying up like fucking uh, Armageddon and blowing up fucking asteroids, and then mine like taking what what they unleash. Apparently, it's fucking rad as shit, uh, mm-hmm. but I have zero fucking clue on how the fuck to do any of it. So yeah. I don't know, like they. The prop, like it's it's one of those problems where I could probably pretty easily find out by jumping on YouTube, right? I just Google, sure. But I, I, the game should tell me some of this shit. I shouldn't, yeah. Like, there's no fucking. Should have to watch a thirty minute YouTube video on exactly, which is what I was doing to try to figure out how I'm supposed to be fighting these space pirates because. Yeah. I didn't know. And it's you like, you got to scan nav beacons. And then once you do that, it'll tell you all. where their ship signature is. And I'm like, I what the fuck are you talking about? Like, Under no circumstances should you be taking fucking execution missions. Holy yeah. shit. Uh, yeah. Um, so but that's, a, that's a fall of the game, right? That, that, that 100%. Is Absolutely. Showing up in literally the, the objective board 
and in the first stars port that I'm at. It's a fault that the they haven't fixed in six years. Hmm. You know, like it's been six years and they still haven't fixed it, uh, which I think is six years, seven years nearly, uh, which yeah. I think is is important. You know, it's a, it's a it's a pretty big deal that they still haven't fixed that because that was what it was like when the game first launched. And they just haven't done anything about that. And on in some ways, I can... Like, I think they... they is, well, I don't think. I know. Uh, having gone and watched a bunch of shit, um, I know that there is a very robust community of very um, invested, uh, like, YouTubers creating everything they can to um like explain the ins and sure. outs and do so you, so you think like the f- developers of like outsourcing uh right work for free though <laughs> and but the youtubers i guess get you know youtube rent revenue sure at, yeah. at at some point i mean i don't but at some point you get youtube revenue when you become a partner um like maybe sure. That's maybe that's the fucking bargain, and so I think yeah. you know if that is the case, it's sort of like a symbiotic relationship, uh, and so they can't divorce the two. But at the very least, I wonder if perhaps Elite should do a better Frontier should do a better job of integrating that shit into the fucking game or pointing into it in a way where I don't fucking wind up googling whatever the fuck. Uh, there are some really good, like really good content creators. Uh, who are making some fucking fantastic shit. Let me see. There's one in particular that I keep going back to. It's like, <clears throat> it's like ED Tutorials or something like that. Um, let me see. I'll have to look at my history. That'll be the easiest way to do it. Uh, uh, good. Good. This, this is what I like about the fucking... This is what I like about the shift to YouTube music. Music.youtube. Is that my history is now a long list of everything I've listened to uh, and seeing how I listen to fucking eight hours of music a day while I'm writing. Fantastic. So I just scroll for 15 search button? fucking hours. Should be search on there. Uh, search. Like, is this search? It doesn't matter. I found it. Uh, ED tutorials by Exigius. Uh yeah, fantastic shit. Like, just fucking loads and loads and loads of fucking tutorials for every little different thing that happens. Cool. Uh, really good resource. Definitely worth checking out. Uh, but yeah. Nice. Yeah. Anyway, shouldn't have to do that, though, right? Like, yeah. That's the thing. It shouldn't come down to that. But yeah. yeah anyway. Um, yeah. How, like, do you feel like you know enough to jump in a spaceship, a much, much, much larger spaceship, and join me in space? Because well, I need, I need money right at this stage. We can, we can earn you. <laughs> I guess so I've got a hundred thousand space credits. You actually I don't know what to use them on. You get more money uh, flying in a wing just by default. I think you get like a twenty-five percent bump uh, in money and rep. Uh, and we would be in a wing if you were in my ship for, for whatever reason, even though it's not technically a wing. Uh, so yeah, there's that. So you'll get more money. And plus, uh, I can blow up ships 
uh, that will make you 40 to 50 times what you currently have with one explosion, uh, plus everything else that you would get out of that. Uh, you, you'd be in a brand new ship after one bounty. Easy. Yeah. Easy. I mean, you could probably buy an, uh, an eagle right now, to be honest, and outfit it with right. some stuff, but... How is the uh, space travel situation work? Like, what is what does that involve? Like, if we want to team up, do we have to? Be like, in the am same I going from stuff? where I am? I have or, like, no does idea. Just spawn me, fucking like I might. Am I gonna spend three days sitting there jumping from fucking star system to star system? <laughs> I mean, I'm pretty close to Fed space, so we wouldn't be too far away from one another anyway. I think, but uh, I have no idea. Uh, and I'm pretty sure Elite won't tell us. <laughs> so yeah. we'll just have to work it out. <laughs> I feel like on the menu, there's like a button that says like group play or something like that. Because I've been playing yeah. solo play. Yep. I haven't been touching online. So or I, I think there's other players around, but they're not like I'm in PvE or something like that. I don't know. I honestly I don't know. Um Anyway, yeah, we should jump in and, and check some uh, check some fly game out. I'm uh, for sure some some time now. Cool, nice. All right, anything else to add for that? Uh, go watch my video. Um, yeah, I think it wound up. It turned out pretty good in the end. Um, maybe I don't know. Maybe I didn't use enough footage. I recorded all the footage in uh, in VR. I was yeah. doing I was doing really well. I was doing really well at playing in VR. It's a fucking awesome game in VR. I was doing really well at it until I decided to show off the, uh, the like, roaming around on the ground. Like, uh, you jump in a in a, s- a space buggy and you can go mm. scooting around in the space buggy. Uh, and I hit a, hit a, hit a bump <laughs> and did, like, a fucking tumble and spin and i'm like oh cool well now i need to vomit uh that would be vr over uh which yeah and uh it also you can't do there's a there's a maneuver called a um a boost turn where you boost uh you turn off flight assist you boost uh so that you can boost so that you like flight assist sort of uh, manages your thrust and momentum uh, so that you will sort of not careen off into space forever. Uh, you can turn that off pretty easily. I've got it mapped to a button um, so I can do it quickly. So you boost, mm-hmm. you turn off flight assist, you turn, you boost again and uh, you're able to like fucking quickly do a 180. Uh, like fucking star wars style um which is good drifting space it's drifting space drifting uh it's unbelievably important in dogfighting um but it's not something i was keen to do in vr at all because uh, it gets a little wobbly and the mm. speed at which you fucking flip um i don't think i don't think it'd be an experience you'd want in vr but uh yeah. Otherwise, it's fucking rad in VR. Cool. Yeah. I, I think for me, it'd be the... I'd, I'd need to get a lot more familiar with the controls 
because uh, right. I still need to be able to see them at this point. Uh, I, I, I still need to fucking... <laughs> when, when, I'm, when I'm trying to pop my landing gear down, uh, I have to, like, lean my head back, and there's, like, this tiny uh. sliver you can see underneath <laughs> the thing and like you're like oh there is my l key because i've got everything bound to the fucking tr- control pad except for a few minor things and i can do most yeah. things i think i could probably do landing here using the in-game interface as well but voice comms uh i turned it all off uh something's yeah. happened and it doesn't recognize my voice anymore uh, as well or right. it's it's recognizing like what was happening was every time i would like tap on my keyboard uh like type on a on a different screen like i'm just sitting there in space uh it would recognize like multiple clicks as gear and so that would put my gear up or down and suddenly I'd be flying around with my fucking gear up or down. And I'm like, well, what the fuck is this shit? And it was recognizing mm. a lot of, like, a lot of stuff, like, a lot of button clicks as as that. And I'm not a fan. Not a fan. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, okay. Well, let's move on to Second Extinction, which I talked about last week. Uh, this is a... A co-op, um, first person is first person. I can't even fucking remember. I think it's first person. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Very memorable. Must be. Yeah. Um, shooter in the same sort of vein as like a Left 4 Dead. Um, or we we talked about like Black for uh, Back for Blood or like Vermintide, where you're given objectives to go out and do. Uh, in this world and you're facing hordes of enemies in this case it is space dinosaurs um who have different attacks and abilities uh and then you're completing various tasks while earning um experience to unlock new weapons and uh new abilities and that sort of stuff to go along with your um character and so you and i jumped in to play some co-op uh we uh it was just the two of us is up to three players that can jump in and do this but we seem to be doing i'd say pretty good like uh, yeah i don't think we really struggled at all no with the two of us um we did a couple we played for a couple hours a few missions yep uh pretty basic stuff this is in early access and it's available uh on game pass if you want to check it out so we were playing on pc but it is on console i think it's on console I'm not going to say anymore because I don't fucking know. We don't um, know shit about this game, eh? Yeah, but I know it is out on other places like Steam and that sort of thing. But it, it's a it's basically an early access game that is available to play uh, right now. Anyway, I think last week when I talked about it, I said it is it, it does feel pretty early at this stage. Like things work. Um, there's a couple of stuff that is a bit clunky, uh, but uh, I think I I said that it was sort of a bit bare bones. Like there wasn't really a lot. Yep. going on in this world it felt pretty empty yep. um so you've had a chance to I, I guess i've had a chance to play a bit more of it as well now i think i spent about 30 minutes 20 minutes last time but now that i've had a couple of hours in it like what are your sort of initial thoughts of uh second extinction um yeah it's uh 
it it feels too low energy for mm. me. Like, uh, like it doesn't get hectic enough. It's not even close to hectic enough, and mm. it feels like it's a it's a question of balance, right? Like the amount of damage you can wind up taking from some of these fucking dinosaurs is pretty is a is a lot. Uh, but there's never a lot of them. And I feel like that is one of those things that these Horde-style games really need is lots of... I, I, I think lots of enemies doing a little amount of damage is better than sure. a few enemies doing a lot of damage because a uh, few enemies doing a lot of damage on this giant open roaming map. And uh, it's it's a pretty... like I, I really like what they did with the map because you can go into any of these zones whenever the fuck you want, right? Like... We take a mission in fucking, I don't know, fucking, I don't know, hell zone or some the, shit. Yeah. Take, take a mission in one place, but we can wander into uh, another place instead. And that's And fine. do like side objectives. Yeah, exactly. Like explore a little bit. We did our, like, we, we, we did, the last mission we did, we fucking completed in, I don't know, two minutes. And we gotten you can see like your mission rating, and it's like one star. And first of all, right, I have a problem with this because we fucking nailed that mission. Okay, we fucking snapped it out. But it's like get yeah. to the execution. We now. stole those dinosaur eggs like you would not believe, like you wouldn't believe, and we cheesed the fuck out of that T Rex, which was very disappointing, by the way. Uh, I don't want like I I don't want to fight a T Rex very much, but I also don't want to fucking be able to so easily cheese it uh, sure. as we did. But, uh, yeah, like, we nailed it. And we're like, okay, well, why don't we just fight about and do some other fucking things? And so we just roamed around for ages doing extra missions. And I just, like, yeah, we should have gotten fucking five stars for going in and stealing those eggs and then getting the fuck out. That sh- that should be mission completed A++. But instead it was like, well, that's pathetic. What, you didn't do anything else while you're down there? Well, fuck off, cunts. We were paid for a job, okay? We had to go into a fucking T-Rex nest and steal T-Rex eggs while the T-Rex was there. And you're like, oh, well, you can do fucking... You can do something else? Fuck you. You can shoot you can down do that drone. Else, motherfucker. What's this value-add shit? I was paid for a job and I did the job. And I did it really quickly. So, fuck you. Uh, anyway. Yeah. You don't, you don't order some fucking uber eats and the uber driver comes around and fucking mows your lawn while he's at it right like, that's it that's how things work that's ex- <laughs> exactly exactly um so yeah bit of a fucking stitch up on that shit um but yeah like i don't, I don't know like i like i like that map system i don't like the dinosaurs or the dino ai i feel like there needs to be way more of them and they need to be way scarier because uh, yeah i just never felt in trouble i never felt like we were in danger um and we were like it's balanced for three players right it's not balanced for two it's balanced for three uh i don't think it scales at this point and yeah like it, it just felt odd that the two of us especially considering i was feeling that lag man like i was feeling it uh it felt a bit laggy to me as well ah because um, you know that thing that was uh, is it the flat head flat something it was a larger dinosaur that would like spin around oh, the and like hit his yeah. tail yep. uh, 
whenever he came charging at me, I struggled to dodge it because it always felt like I was a second and a half too late, even though he wasn't near me. Yeah. Like I would dodge and I'd still get hit even though he like missed. Yeah. Um. So it did feel a bit weird for me as well. And, and I don't know if that's in relation to, um, this is the other thing I talked about last week. Like it just felt like the reloading was a little bit too long. Like yeah. Something oh, was- You were 100% right on that, man. Like the, the reload is like half a second too long and mm-hmm. it is- so disruptive like holy shit i didn't think it could be that bad when you're talking about it last week i'm like yeah okay fair enough like what a weird thing to complain about and then i'm fucking playing it i'm like fucking fire already can't how long does it fucking take to put a fucking magazine in shit oh my god i thought you were fucking pro cunt let's let's go let's go shoot 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 and yeah, just taking his fucking time to fucking sort it out. Uh, I had like no idea if I'd killed something or not as yeah. well. Like the, yeah, the lag was pretty bad for me. Um, I, I think yeah. it does a pretty good job of notifying when something dies. It's it's like a different- A red uh, X, right? Yeah, it's like a red X. And I think it makes a noise, like a, a good chunk. The few times when we were getting swarmed, I had a lot of trouble distinguishing- whether or not that red X was for something I just shot or whether yeah. it was for something I'd shot a second and a half ago. Like that was my problem, yeah. right? Like I'd be fucking firing into the masses and like they have this habit of ragdolling and then getting back up. Oh yeah. And that is bad if you see the red X when they ragdoll and it turns out it's for some other dino you shot like half a minute ago and you're like, oh, I didn't kill him. Uh, yeah, yeah, that that was that was bad. And obviously, uh, he did like I don't know four times as much damage as me, and so something was broken there as well. <laughs> That's just because uh, I'm a better <laughs> shooter, did you? Uh, something's obviously broken there as well. Uh, I love because- that, like you were like, oh. It's because I'm using the wrong gun. Oh, it's because I'm using this shotgun thing. And so you change guns the next game and I still fucking stomped you. Uh, no, it was because of the grenade launcher in the first one. And you stomped me more when I switched to the shotgun. Uh, I got so much worse because I think I was doing like passive area of effect damage with the grenade launcher. And I'd stopped yeah. doing that. And now I'm like, well, I should go back to the fucking grenade launcher or something. Um, yeah. But the, the grenade launcher was super handy because it, it, it's... Um, it was knocking those that dinosaur over that had oh, a weak yeah, spot yeah, on yeah. his belly. Yeah. Otherwise, you had to use your grenades, and you have only got like six grenades max. Yeah. Um, but what I like that it does is that you've got these abilities to call down uh, like supply drops, and so you can do them in the middle of battle and just have them come down. Um, and then like your character, the default setup was also ammo supply as well, and so you yeah. could run around and throw ammo on the ground. So you can actually swap them out uh, on the preload screen for different things. But it just feels like I like that system in there because you play a lot of, like when we were playing Back for Blood, it, it, there's instances where it's like, I'm running out of ammo. Like, yeah. I don't know what, what we do. I'm going to have to fucking stab shit then. Yeah. Yes. And that's not fun. No. Like I want to shoot things. Yeah, exactly. And it's it's like if they added more enemies in, then that would, like, that would get used more as well. Yeah. 
You know, like you'd have more reason to fucking call shit in. And you might even sure. want to, like, the way those things come in and crash into uh, everything, they, like, knock... If, like, they land too close to your player character, they knock you on your ass and shit, which is yeah. pretty amusing. Um, but they also knock down, like, dinos. The way that works, like, you could possibly wind up using that shit strategically as well, which would be pretty mm. interesting. Uh, add yeah. an extra layer to the game. But there's just not enough threats for it to really be needed. So yeah, yeah. Maybe maybe it changes on. We were definitely playing on normal. Yeah. Maybe it changes on hard or whatever the next difficulty is. I, we didn't really have a chance to look at that. Yeah. Uh, I know there was a difficulty setting on the campaign modes that we we checked, but I don't know how that is changed or. Uh, if you go into like free roam, if that makes things a little bit different or anyway. Um, yeah. Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, like I think it's got some work to do, but it's a, like, it's an okay start. Fun. Like, uh, yeah, I had fun. <laughs> uh, I think it would work better with like uh, multiple people, um, like a third person. I think it would be even better, right? Um, yeah. Because then you get that variety as well of like yeah. what do they bring? You can have your support, your uh, I don't know, as like an artillery strike or something that I could unlock. But I, th- I think we just decided to go with the ammo, <laughs> like more ammo, because um, that's going to be working pretty well. So like the, the different combinations of things you can bring out, and uh, it looks like there's weapon upgrades, different different types of grenades, um, and that sort of thing. So yeah. It seems like a good sort of base, but when you've got a game like Back for Blood coming out, and I keep going back to that one because, uh, you know, they're the the team that sort of revolutionized, made this genre really popular with with Left 4 Dead. Yeah. Um, and then you've got the Vermintide team that are putting stuff out as well, like some big <laughs> some big competition out there. Yeah. So you've really got to bring your your A game. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, like. That said, uh, I think they're upfront that it's early access. So, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they got they got space for it. Yeah, yeah. Yep. Um. All right. That's called a uh, second extinction. It's on, uh, like we said, it's on Game Pass. If you want to check it out mm-hmm. for early access. Otherwise, it's also on Steam, where you can jump in and uh, and buy it if you feel like it. So, if you feel like there you it. go. It's twenty twenty five US. Um. Right. Yeah, I would. Maybe, I would game pass it at this point. Maybe game pass. And it. if you don't have game pass, I would wait. Yep. Yeah. All right. Let's move on uh, to uh, Trials of Fire, which is a game that was recommended to us by listeners of Audiocron. Yeah. Yeah. In the questions um, last week. Yeah. What a uh, so what this- a shitty thing to do to some people, Audiocron. What a terrible thing to unleash upon. To hardcore roguelike addicts, addicts, uh, roguelite <laughs> addicts, uh, deck building roguelite addicts like us. Oh my god, what a what a fucking disservice! Hey, uh, hey, fools, have you played this game? <laughs> have you played forty five hours of this game yet? No, <laughs> you casual fucks. Uh, it's it's legit. The fucking it's what they. Like the fucking that giraffe used to fucking warn about, 
in uh, at school when the did you drive? Uh, did Harold. you ever Harold the giraffe would come to your school and you go <laughs> into the van and be like, oh, if you try weed, then someone will be like, do you want to try crack? And then fucking bang, you're on crack. That's basically yeah. what happened here. He's like, oh, you like slay the spire? Well, do you want to try crack? <laughs> bang. <laughs> Uh, yeah. Um, I right. played 20 hours of Trials of Fire uh, okay. in the last week. Uh, sure. I went, That's a lot. I went all the way down the rabbit hole. I've finished it multiple times. I really like this game. I reckon it's, mm-hmm. it's they've done such a good job uh, of combining the two, the, the sort of uh, tactics style gameplay. So Trials of Fire... I suppose we'll introduce uh, is is a uh, a tactics based deck building roguelite, uh, which is uh, they're starting to get a bit out of hand with the old uh, um, with the old genre mixing. But um, yeah, so it's a so let's go through those definitions. Roguelite means uh, it is a game where you die and unlock when you. When you die, you unlock things to take into your next attempt. Uh, and then deck building means uh, you acquire cards that um, allow you to do, you know, abilities in the game. And tactics-based, uh, in, in my definition, I suppose, is when you're moving about on a grid of some sort. Uh, in this case, it's a hex grid, a la XCOM. Um, and so you do, you, you make moves based on your positioning on the grid. Um, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's, it basically takes the, um, the deck building roguelite concept and folds in the positioning of a tactics game. Uh, and it doesn't do any uh any of these things like too much it's sort of it does a it, i think it does a really good job of balancing all three elements uh mm. to find a happy middle ground where it where it because if it lands it too far in one direction i think it might not work very well but i think it does a really good job of yeah really nailing that balance in my opinion and so you wind up in this situation where you are thinking about where, like, you make your your decisions, the cards you play and stuff, based on where you are on the uh, on the board and and what what else is on the board and and all those kinds of things. But at the same time, uh, your decisions are dictated by the RNG of the cards, and the RNG of the cards is dictated by your choices on uh, what cards you've taken and uh, the choices of cards that you are taking uh is impacted by the how far into the game you are and and what you've unlocked and stuff and so how much you leveled up sort of like what like when you level up a character you get a choice of leveling up cards or like obtaining new cards and so like that factors into it and then the gear system as well finding gear that affects what cards you're given as well because yep. that that is something i'm still trying to wrap my head around <laughs> it's really clever so many factors yeah. in the way that it 
does that shit because you wind up making this like monumental decisions, these decisions that will flat out fuck your playthrough. Or fuck or or save your playthrough based on based on like the amount of cards uh character like you you know so my favorite build my favorite team build out uh is elementalist uh warrior and usually witch doctor right and i'll take witch doctor and i just put every fucking card on that guy i just put every single fucking card i can on that guy uh he's the dude who bring he holds my summons uh he um carries like any buffs or debuffs or anything he just carries fucking everything and the other two characters are these like finely tuned machines that like i will wander into like an area and i'll be like oh you've got all these choices of equipment and I'll be like, no, nah, I'm going to stick with the fucking gray cloak my Elementalist is already wearing because I can't afford to add another fucking card into her fucking deck. Because if I do it, the, sh- the shit she needs to murder everything is never going to show up. And the same goes for the warrior. It'll be like, oh, yeah, uh, I could. Like, uh, you've, you've got the choice of, like, you get these legendary items and it does this thing where instead of immediately giving you just some item that gives you a choice between four things and three of them are items and one of them is a legendary item upgrade and so you've got this these three choices and uh depending on what you get it could be like something out of control amazing for your uh your characters or your builds but sometimes it'll just be three things that you don't really have fucking much use for. Yeah. And you'll just be like, uh, if I take the axe, right, then the warrior chick is going to be able to fucking, like, just fucking wallop cunts, right? Like, just the axe, I, I think it's the axe. The axe of the Claymore legendary has this ability where it attacks everyone adjacent to them. And then it does like it attacks one person for fucking huge damage does four damage to everyone adjacent plus any bonuses and if it kills anyone it does two extra damage to everyone adjacent to that person that it kills and so it just winds up being this like if you can if you can make it work it is just the fucking killingest shit it just fucking murders everyone but if your warrior build hinges on her wandering into battle and standing there and taking as much damage as possible uh, and walking away unmolested, uh, that that's basically how I build my warrior chick. Like, she'll walk walk into a, a fight with, like, 20 fucking health flat out. The way health yep. works is really interesting, too, because uh, everyone starts with base 10 and then your armor just adds health. So any armor you've got from your equipment just adds health, and then you add you can actually add block um, onto onto your people, and that stays across turns. Not like Slay the Spire, who disappears after every fucking turn. You don't have to reapply it, and so you can wind up like building a lot of fucking block on these characters. And the uh, the good thing about the warrior is when she plays a card, the first time she plays a card each turn. Uh, the other characters get block. So they get bonus block. And if you get this yep. card called uh, Elite, 
it's a power. Uh, you play it on her. They all get four block every time she plays uh, the first time she plays a card each turn, and so you can build a situation where you're literally just walking her. Like all you want to do is make sure you play a card as her, so that everyone gets four fucking block. If she's getting block as well, she's getting fucking loads of block, and so you just wind up like fucking getting stacks of block, walking her into the middle of shit dragging everyone towards her and then maybe doing something but generally all i'm doing is the elementalist chick is uh then murdering everyone with fucking like lightning damage or fire damage or some shit and just yeah it doesn't matter like i wind up in situations where like there's there's these power cards you play on the uh on your on your characters and i like a they last, but they, they have a, like a resilience. So when the character takes damage, the power takes damage. And so if your character takes unblocked damage, they lose those powers. But if you keep the one character safe and never taking unblocked damage, you wind up doing fucking crazy shit. I had, mm. I had at the end of uh, a run, I had, um, I think it was the Witch Doctor, has like a late game uh, level up power where her the fifth the when you would add a fifth power because you're gonna only have four powers in a character so i put on my elementalist i had a, a power that um you do extra damage for every power that you've got so she's doing like extra damage by having as many powers as possible and then you put this other one on uh, this witch doctor on, one on where when you would get a fifth power destroy it or destroy this power and deal like once upgraded 30 damage to everyone on the fucking board every enemy on the board a split mm -hmm. it's enough to kill almost anything uh sure it's fucking bananas and you just like as long as she is out of harm's way and you just you don't even need to like she doesn't need to live forever she just needs to live long enough so that she doesn't lose her powers and then you can deal with like as long as they're hitting on her and then not killing her powers the elementalist will just fucking ruin everyone and the witch doctor is there literally just to set her up because she uh the witch doctor whenever like whatever damage they do first in a turn applies a status effect so if they do i think it's like if they do magic damage they'll apply lightning to everyone on the on the board mm -hmm. uh but if they do i think it's ranged they'll do fire not to everyone on the board, to the person they attacked. Uh, but if if they do fire, if they do range, they'll they'll do fire, and they take two damage anytime you do magic damage to someone with fire on them. And so you just set up people to fucking melt in in no time at all. And yeah, it's fantastic. Like that is what I love in a roguelite is is that ability to get to a point where you are wandering in like you're taking battles for the sake of taking battles and then just fucking melting cunts just to yep. see if you can fucking do it uh that that rampant unchecked power that's when you know you fucking get a roguelite and like slay the spire does it fucking phenomenally uh when you're 
playing as fucking the defect and all you do is play a card and everything cycles all these fucking orbs cycle over and over and over again and you've stacked so much fucking focus on this idiot that like two cycles of lightning orbs kills everything on the fucking uh you know he's got that all lightning to all people and if they take damage and you, you just g it up so that he can take one hp you melt like you stack all this fucking defense and you g it up so he takes one health point damage and then he takes one health point damage and that kills everyone and you're like fuck yes you fucking idiots you f- yep. and you could have killed them you could have killed them like a billion times i mean like i am toying with you now i have mastered this game and that's what it like yeah it works so fucking well in uh trials of fire i my biggest regret is that i played exclusively on normal until i did the god hunt because i got my fucking shit kicked in uh when i I was I was rolling around and the final boss of that level is on the map at all times and you can go find them whenever you want and you should not. Under no circumstances should you go and find that fucking boss before you are ready to take on that boss. Uh, But I did, uh, not fully understanding what I was getting myself into. And uh, I got, yeah, fucking walloped. Absolutely walloped. But uh, that's when I realized... Because uh, that that one in particular, like it gives you like a time rating, how long it thinks it's going to take for each each like mission. It's got like a bunch of different quests that you can go on. Hmm. Gives you a time rating. And this one it reckons could be up to four hours, and that might be a conservative. Uh, that might be underselling a little bit. Because uh, I went to this god dude early, and it was still around four hours that I pissed away doing that by mistake. And then I'm like, I can't, because when you finish a quest, you unlock a new legendary. I'm like, I I can't unlock that legendary until I beat this quest. Maybe I should just, I'll bump it down to easy and then I'll just churn through this shit and I'll go, I'll get the fucking item and then I can go back to, or I actually want to start playing on hard instead. Um, I think, yeah, I wish I'd played through all of them on easy and then move my way up to normal because then I could have unlocked all of the fucking items, uh, which I don't know if I don't know if that's a good thing or not. You know, I don't know if that's how it should be. Yeah. I mean, the game says that, like, if you're new to card games, play on easy. Yeah. If you're familiar with them, play on normal. Yeah. Type yeah. thing. So... I mean, for me, I've I've been playing a bunch of it. I I like, I think the combat and the management of the cards is interesting. So like, it's split up into like the three characters you can take with you. So you talked about like having a mage or warrior. Um, The three default ones that you get given when the game starts, uh, it's basically they all get their own hand of cards dealt to them. And they're the ones that as you're moving them around the board, um, you play those cards to do damage or to do whatever, you know, moves they're doing. And it's specifically related to that character. Um, 
and you start off with like a base pool of mana and to be able to get more mana it's not like it increases every turn you're you end up recycling cards so you each character gets dealt a certain amount of cards and then you start recycling cards that you don't want to use and whenever you do that um you get given a, a mana point and also whoever's card you have recycled that character can then move a couple of spaces on the board so not only are you um maneuvering characters using recycles but you're that is how you're getting mana and playing cards so you've got to think like strategically about who do i need to move right now or who do i need to cast these abilities or spells like who needs to block and defend uh, and then so it's it's just not about like oh i just need this one person or this one thing you're kind of thinking about everybody yeah. that you've got in your character list um, and they've all got their own individual cards that they can play. It's not like Monster Train where you pick two clans and the two clans have different cards that they go in with you, but that doesn't really matter. It's just that's what you get to play with. Um, whereas in, I played a game called Rogue Book at the start of the year that was uh, co-created yeah. co by uh, Magic the Gathering's Richard Garfield. Yep. And it uses a similar system to that where you, it's because that is also a roguelike deck building game mm. where you take in uh, different characters and those characters have their own cards that they can play as well. So this is very similar in Trials of Fire. Um, but I like that sort of strategic thinking about which card you need to recycle. And, and then each time you can only hold on to one card per character. So you need to re recycle cards. Um, every time that you uh, you have a turn, you can't just hold on to like all the good cards uh, and then be like, "All right, cool, I I'm done here. I'll go the ne next hand." It's like, no, you need to use them. Either you get rid of them, or you can hold one. Yes, you can hold one. Yeah, you gotta hold I, one. I didn't know that. I'd finished the game like fucking three times. And yeah. before I found that out, because I got like a oh. card that was like, <laughs> if you hold on to this until the next round, I'm like, how the fuck am I gonna hold on to it? Uh, and then I actually like properly read the text that was like, uh, I'm like, oh, I'm such a because it tells boring. you if you try and play with two cards in your hand, yeah, it's like you can't do that. You need to only have one card. Uh, um, it's revolutionary to your game when you learn that you can fucking hold on to one mm. of those cards. Holy shit! Uh, yeah. No more cycling some fucking beast card for two fucking armor. None of that shit. No way. <laughs> You're like, oh yeah. Well, next yeah. turn, things are going to go poorly for you, cunts. Yeah. Uh, but you like you brought up a point um, a moment ago. My first run, I was about three and a half hours in, and I got to, I think it was the boss. I'm not sure. Um, but anyway, I was having a lot of tr trouble fighting this boss, mainly because they were using this ability. It was called like vacuum or something. And it would like grab all of my characters in like an AOE, uh, I don't know, seven or eight different sort of hexagons. Gravity well. And then, yeah, and then like suck them off into <laughs> a section of the map. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, it'd like move them, vacuum them, gravity well them mm. uh, away from where this enemy was that I was fighting and uh, siphon them to the, I don't know, how many, how many more words can I use here? <laughs> same thing anyway it basically moved them away from where i was and then i have to start again and work my way back to where this character was and uh the problem there was that the two characters i was using two of them were melee characters and the other one was a, 
like a mage, but they needed to be within like three squares. And so oh, whenever I got yeah. anywhere near this thing, it, it used this ability like seven or eight times in a row on me. And yep. I couldn't get anywhere near it because I didn't have enough cards to move around or I wasn't getting the, I think it's called, um, I don't remember what the card is, but it gives you like willpower, which is the mana. And yep. it gives you uh, a movement as well. It's like two squares, yeah. two hexagons. And that's not enough for me to get back. And so I spent like five minutes not doing anything. Yeah. Because it kept using the same ability on me. And every time it did that, it would also play another card that would buff itself and give itself extra armor. And so it got to the point where this thing had about 30 armor on it and I wasn't fighting it. I was just like, man, I don't know what to do. Like, I can't get close to it. I got like, what is the game plan here? So I just killed myself. <laughs> uh-huh. Is is that not uh, like, is that not on you though? Is it? Isn't it's it? It's my first game. Literally my first game. What am I supposed to do? I didn't know this was coming. And you got rid of all of your abilities to move around the map? No, I had them all on me. I still had them. I just wasn't getting, like, it was moving me so far back. There were were obstacles in the way between um, the character and where my characters were. So I had to go, like, a long way around to get back to where she was standing. But she wasn't moving because every time... I got like near her, she would just fucking use this gravity well thing and then buff herself. And then she was out of mana and I would have to spend like all my cards and then I would get like nearly the way there. I'd end my turn and then try and go back. And then she'd use the same thing again. I'm like, oh, okay, this is like rinse and repeat. It's just the same thing over and over for about 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, like you can like, you know, you can like, yeah, you like dust, you dust a card, you discard a mm. card and you can move too. Yeah. Like, it, I, it still I, wasn't I, enough because I, I was only getting like four cards each hand. Like, I, I don't know. Because I had two melee, I've got to be right next to her and she kept just moving me. I don't know. It just it just seemed weird. Like something was going on. I just don't feel like she should have that ability every turn, every fucking turn. It seemed like she was pulling it. It just, yeah. Well, no. Yeah, it's definitely, she shouldn't have had it that often. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, man. It seems like yeah. you should have had more range cards. At the very least. Right. I only had one character that was ranged, which was my mage. Yeah. There, there was another character that had range, but because I couldn't get... Like, line the, of sight, I yeah. Think, yeah, line of sight. Um, and I couldn't use... I had a, a card that like bounced off obstacles and then would hit them, but the angle wasn't there the right because angle, it was... Yeah. yeah, and so anytime I tried to do anything, I just... It never works. So I was just like, man, I'm just going to die. Uh, which brings me to my second point. The ga- I think the games are too long and the oh, rewards the rewards are not worth it. Like I, like I said, I played it uh, three and a half hours and I yep. got level like 1.5. <laughs> I got right. like one piece of item yeah. for each of my characters out of that. I'm like, you're fucking kidding. That is like, yeah, th- like the roguelite style of game is supposed to be I, think I guess you, starting yeah. off quicker games and then you're getting more powerful and powerful. Eventually the games get longer. This seems like, like how long is the fucking next game going to be? But that's what I'm saying about playing on easy, man. Right. Because you get like, I think you get a lot of rewards, uh, like fuck ton of XP for completing the quest. Yeah. Right. So I think you get a fuck ton of XP for completing the quest. You get a, a legendary item out of the quest yeah. Uh, added to your pool so i think you should play through each quest on easy first 
to churn out some like I 100% agree. I absolutely agree with you. I think but I think there is a workaround. I think there's a way around like a way to manage that, you know. My problem speaking of the games being too long, there's there's a lot of fucking wasted time in that fucking game. A lot of wasted time. It is a game that is perfect for sitting there with something up on the other fucking screen cuz so much time is just I guess I'll just fucking wait. And God forbid you accidentally mouse over the part, like when you're switching screens, God forbid you mouse over the part where the cards get played because they'll just hold forever until you mouse it away. <laughs> so aggravating. Oh, me, yeah. shit. But no, I've, I've had a number of games where I've just been, I've been in a situation where I've reached the final boss. I'm like, I can't win this. I can't win this. And now I have to fucking wait for them to do this shit like can we just i need a fucking four by i need the fucking (laughs) i need the button in monster train where everything goes at like lightning speed can i just fucking yeah yeah just churn through like just skip ahead man like i know what's happening here like can we just yeah i i I just want i want i want the game to run at three times or four times speed at all times to be honest uh like it's it's not like there's any real time shit i need to worry about there's nothing going on it's all positioning based uh so it's like if everything in the game just took place way fucking faster it'd be so much better uh yeah and games wouldn't take so long and you wouldn't feel like you'd pissed away all the time when you got to the end of a quest and you you immediately fucking failed and all this kind of stuff like there's there's a lot that i think could be sold about this game with a four by button um that would be and like like i said i fucking love it i love this game um but yeah that is my biggest fucking complaint is holy shit the time wasting yeah yeah absolutely Uh, um but yeah Totally worth the money, in my opinion. Uh, I absolutely adore it. It is fantastic. Uh, it, it works so well. I'm so obsessed. I like the writing as well. It reminds me of the fifth season. It's got that real fucking vibe to it. I don't think it's as good as N.K. Jemison's stuff, but uh, like I, I like the the world building and the way that they've imagined this ruined post-apocalyptic world and all that kind of stuff. And you go to a new place and yeah, the way the way all that plays out and you learn little tidbits tidbits about you know all of all of the world and stuff i just think it's good yep. yeah yeah cool all right i'll keep i'll keep checking it out um but it's yeah it's very fun very fun game yeah just a bit too long yeah <laughs> okay our next game is a uh it's out it's a brand new game called uh returnal created by is it house mark house yep. mark I can't remember. Marquee. Yeah. Um, basically, they have created games in the past like Resogun. Um, Superstar. Uh, Alien Nation was a game we talked about a, oh, yeah. a, a couple years back. Uh, what else have they made? Super Stardust, right? That's them? Yep. Yeah, that's yeah. right. Super Stardust. Um, they, they've done a lot of action shooter games. Um, and this is their... Uh, they're not a, like a big studio. They're they're you know uh, on the smaller ish end of um, studios that we see. But I guess this is classified as a as a triple A game. It's available on the PlayStation Five, um, one of the first big games for that. 
and uh, it's basically a uh, roguelike action shooter. Um, yep, which has uh, is a recurring theme on today's <laughs> uh, show. Um, I'll tell you what, this the trailer for this game. Do you remember the first trailer that we saw? Fucking for Returnal. Yep, <laughs> like that is. I don't know, man. Like, were we roasting that, that is, it on the show? We or we, like, hard. was it on the podcast or was it just in private? I can't remember, but fucking no, hell. I think we did it. We were recording yeah. at that stage. I think it's on like the internet. <laughs> it was like this very um, alien HR Giga Geiger uh, yep. style um, weird alien shit and no gameplay like if yeah. you were to show me that trailer and then show me the game i would be like they're not even connected those they're two not things related <laughs> yeah um but the thing is when i saw the gameplay for this even then i was like this looks fucking like what is this yeah. this is i'm not interested in this at all and it wasn't until we were recording like uh was it last week or the week before that those previews came out yeah and everyone was on, like on about it and i was like all right yeah. Now you've got my interest. I'm uh mm. I'm here for this. Like unless you're all fucking wrong. But anyway, this game is out now. I've spent a bunch of time into it. Uh and I'm having a lot of fun. I, yep. I'm I'm really digging this game quite a lot. It's tickling all those roguelike things that we were just talking about that it does well. Yep. Um you're you you're playing this space, this female space pilot who crashes on this strange planet. Um, she basically crawls out of her aircraft, goes wandering out. Uh, you end up collecting your weapons and items and gear and all this sort of stuff. And then she dies. Uh, but then she reawakens back in her spaceship and crawls back around, back out again. And you start the, the cycle, I guess, as they call it in the game, um, rinse and repeat. And she is on this planet trying to figure out what is going on to her. Because uh, every time she gets a little bit further and further, she's collecting like audio logs, uh, and it's it's herself leaving these audio logs, it's talking to herself um, about like what is happening and all these weird things that are going on, um, and uh, and there's a, a like a a story tied to it, which um, usually like it, it seems a bit more fleshed out, or at least there's something going on there that like a a bit twisty. Um, so I'm really liking that stuff, but it's like, it's sort of, um, not what I expected at, at all, really from, from this game. It feels very much like, uh, what was that? Risk of rain too, that yep. we played. Um, but the difference is that it's not these open, um, sort of worlds that you're running around in. This is more on the, here are a bunch of set tiles and we're going to rearrange the map um, every time you go through it. Like stuff will be recognizable every time you go through that world, but they're not going to be like the same run is going to be completely different to the next run that you do. Um, and so there's like laying out that map a bit more like a dead cells mm. um, sort of set up. And so each time that you go through it, you're gaining more knowledge about how the map works, about the creatures you're interacting with, about the weapons that you're getting, the items that you're finding, the artifacts that you're discovering, uh, and they're leveling up your character. Uh, and, and then eventually, it's that thing of like you slowly get further and further in the game as you unlock 
more and more and uh yeah man i'm, I'm having a, a blast with it there's obviously issues which i think we'll get into but like what are your sort of initial thoughts on this game what's your uh, relationship like <laughs> my initial thoughts on this game were that i did not like it at all hmm. initially i was not enjoying myself uh because i think it does uh yeah it does a bunch of stuff that i don't think it should uh and it's kind of uh i don't know it, it doesn't really feel good to play it sort of rubs it rubbed me the wrong way right it's interesting that you mentioned dead cells because that's where my mind went with it as well uh yeah. is because my my mind went there because all I could think about while I was like, I would loop and I'd go back in and all I could think about is I think I could have probably beaten the hand of the king in the time it took me to do that one loop where I got mm-hmm. up to the fucking first boss. They're, I they're probably... Long. I probably could have fucking killed the final boss of Dead Cells in this time, uh, mm. you know, you know, without any fucking, not not at, uh, I can't remember what they call it uh, in Dead Cells anymore, Ascension One or whatever. It's not like not sure. not fucking not on hard mode or anything, but on the basic Dead Cells, I probably could have killed the fucking hand of the king this time. Like this game, the first fucking biome takes fucking ages. My uh, first life was long. Yeah. <laughs> it was long. And it's, and I, I feel like that's, it, it didn't really set me up to like, I'm like, if like, I should be fucking hammering through this shit, right? Like, I feel like I'm not, I'm, I want to be failing fast, right? I want to be fucking quick on this shit. But mm. once I shifted my perspective away from that, basically when I beat the first boss, uh, and the second biome like dramatically opens up like massively opens up um and it's sort of i don't know maybe my yeah my interpretation of the game expanded as well or something but once that happened holy shit i fell in love with it man uh yeah i finished it i got it i got it yesterday Oh, fucking hell. Yeah. Because I've, I've played a couple of times and I've seen you on there. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and every time I think I looked, because I, I was playing in the morning and you were on and I think and I went and worked on, I was working on my review stuff and then like I jumped on later on and you were still on like three or four times throughout the day. I, I jumped in and had like a run or two and you were still sitting there playing. You could have left it on, but- I did. Like I, I, I left it on. Uh, so yeah, the, it reckons it took sixteen hours to finish, but I guarantee you, I did. It didn't. Yeah. Um, I reckon I played for about twelve hours. Uh, oh, sorry, I didn't get it yesterday. I got it um the day before yesterday. Uh, I got it on Tuesday and Thursday today. Uh, but yeah, I finished it yesterday. Um, so yeah, I, I played for about twelve hours over the course of two days and. Yeah, um, I, I went all the way down the rabbit hole. The thing, the thing of it is that uh, I um, didn't die on my final run <laughs> at all. I never died. After I beat the first boss, uh, I looped once in the second biome and then I never died again. Um, 
I, I, that was my that was my last run, basically. I've played again since, uh, but um, yeah, you just yeah you wind up in this fucking in that right mindset, right, of just fucking churning through the loops and shit. Um, you wind up in that you get the right build, and I don't think you can die. Right, and as you learn, like even over the course of that game, like it's interesting because it's a roguelite. So normally you would learn. I feel like you would learn these things over the course of loops. But what was happening was I was learning these things during that one loop. I was like, mm -hmm. how come I didn't? You know, how come I didn't take any damage? Right, and it's because I had this thing called the um, uh, what's it called? Resinous shield. Right, and yep. the resin of shield is when you pick up resin, you get a shield. That's it. Um, this is an artifact. Yeah, it's an artifact that you pick up along the way. And so, because I had the resin of shield, the first hit I would take didn't do any damage at all. Uh, and it also meant that I could pick up those fucking uh, spoiled resins without mm. taking any damage, because the damage, if it did do, would be done to the shield and then because i picked up resin it would add a shield uh so yeah like there was that there was like learning about the different weapons i accidentally didn't unlock one of the weapons which i'm finding out now um i saw it while i was running through and i didn't pick it up because hmm. i had a, a way better weapon already like you wind up in these situations where like you're you're building up the the level of weapon you'll get your your proficiency and yep. um even still you'll still kind of like sometimes an enemy will drop an item that is way better than what your current proficiency is it'll be like two or three levels above it and you're like well yep. obviously i'm using that so i had this fucking shotgun that was like proficiency 15 which i think was the max uh mm -hmm. that i could get and then I see this other weapon, which is like 12 or some shit. I'm like, well, fuck that. I'm not picking that up. That's way worse. I didn't realize that I should have picked it up and dropped it again. Yeah, it unlocks it, I think. It unlocks it for... I think it tells you when you pick them to up. To see like, in future unlocked or... Yeah. yeah. Uh, I don't know if I'll ever see it again. I've got no fucking idea. I'm, I think you're going to kill that thing again. Because I had an instance where I found a weapon that I hadn't used before. And I couldn't pick it up because I had a parasite... Uh, yeah. uh, sorry i had a malfunction that was like you can't pick up new weapons and i'm like fuck <laughs> i think this is like right after i beat a boss as well oh yeah <laughs> uh yeah you just yeah you like well the other thing is that because i didn't die hmm. again i never looped back to see it again so i think i'll have to make my way back to biome 2 on a loop yeah, to yeah. see it again and unlock it but it didn't matter i i I don't feel like I missed out. There's one bad weapon in the game. I don't know if that would have been the second one, but I doubt it. Um, yeah, the one bad weapon is like a pyro launcher or some shit. It's useless. Do not, do not use it. Uh, absolutely don't use it. But anyway, uh, yeah, you just fucking... I just fell down a rabbit hole with it. I just fucking adored it, man. I absolutely mm. love this game. I just think it does so many things really well uh i think the enemies are fucking cool and they do a really good job of like uh telegraphing without b 
being too obvious about it. Like you, you need to learn their telegraphs um, because yep. of the because of their form. You need to properly analyze how they're moving and stuff so that you can see those telegraphs and stuff. Yeah. And uh, where they're going to attack, where their yeah. attack will go. Yeah, and yeah, like certain enemies, you absolutely don't want to be hit by because uh, they'll fucking they'll give you defects, which is rough uh and they're obviously the hardest in the game as well so that helps but uh as long as like they're they're a different color that so it also kind of fucks with how you notice their telegraphs because a lot of the time their telegraphs are also color-based there's a color-based element to those telegraphing attacks but uh but when they're a different color and they're at their most dangerous it's hard to fucking read and so you learn to read it based on their movements instead which is a really clever addition a, a really clever change um the fucking graphics gorgeous uh i did have some frame drops which i was surprised by i was getting them yesterday yeah i, I wonder if that's because of a patch that they released because i don't think it was happening the day before i remember it running mm. really well and then when I was playing yesterday, it was struggling in some parts. Right. And it, and it wasn't like I'm in a new area. It was the first part. Right. And I, so I don't know if it's a case of um, some sort of weird memory leak or if it was mm. the patch that came out. Because I know it did update because I was playing a different game. Um, and it was like, Returnal is updated. I was like, oh, okay, right. fair enough. Like it did it in the background. So yeah, I wonder if that is a, a patch thing because it, it definitely wasn't happening to me in that first day that I played those performance issues yeah uh yeah well that could that could have been it it was odd uh i I wasn't wasn't a huge fan of it happening um yeah so yeah the graphics gorgeous the sound is phenomenal uh you gotta play with headphones you plug any headphones in to your control pad and you'll get 3d audio which is fucking awesome uh and it does such a fucking good job with it it's Mm. It's fantastic. The ju- the dual sense with it yeah. is is great. Like that first um first time you crawl out of the spaceship and it's like raining and you can mm. like feel the raindrops Peter on there. Peter Patton, yeah, yeah. That the hap- sorry, not haptic. The adaptive triggers are done Turn very off. well compared to the other game that I'll talk about later. Right. But like, I think the shooting is really cool. It's a very much yeah. like here's a giant fucking reticle on the screen. Yeah. It just aim like anywhere around that sort of uh i don't know what what is it like a fucking giant square and yeah. you'll probably hit whatever it is you're going for because most of the most of the guns that you use is there's a couple that don't yeah. most of them will just like track yeah. to whatever it is you're you're trying to shoot at um and then there's like a uh an overload button so when you're reloading you can do the uh like this quickly yeah, Gears of War, like quick time. Active like, reload. Yeah. Active reload. Qu- click the button at the right s- sweet spot. It'll give you a bit of a boost and it'll reload quicker. Um, so it's a bit more engaging in terms of the shooting. And then you've got like the alternate fire modes. You can like hold the trigger down completely and it'll um, do a special ability as well. So I really, that's that's super smart. Um, and also like the, it's like a half trigger as well. You can like a little bit of ADS in um, and that, I think that is really smart. Like that works really well. Um, so I, I'm a, I'm a fan of the shooting. And once you get an idea for 
combining the shooting with the dodging and then the jumping and then the meleeing because I wasn't doing a lot of meleeing at the start, but that does quite a lot of damage. So like when you're reloading, you can kind of just zip in and out and combine all that. It, it feels really awesome. Um, I uh, there, there's some really cool artifacts that you can get. You unlock like oh, I had one last night when I was playing through, and this is uh, basically you get health using these uh, little green things. But if you've already got maximum health, it kind of puts a point into um, into like a, a way to level up your health. And once you get three of those, and it like gives you more integrity in your health bar. And you keep doing that and you keep getting more and more health. Uh, and I found an artifact that made it so that I only needed two of those um, health upgrades. Yeah. And I had so much fucking health. I got to the second boss for the first time and I had like more than double the amount of health that I was supposed to have yeah. uh, in that initial chunk. And I beat this thing on my first go. It was fucking hairy because I was <laughs> trying to learn its patterns and like yeah. I get hit and then have to be like, oh, okay. I gotta remember that that is that is that thing, and then it was throwing these fucking all these moves at me, and there's balls flying everywhere, and I'm dodging, and um, I had like no health left when I when I just killed it. I had this shit gun that hadn't uh, it, did, it wasn't doing a lot of range. It was doing damage, but I needed to be like quite close to it and so every time i'd try and like shoot it i'd be just out of range and i was getting really disappointed but uh, uh, eventually i killed the it shotgun i don't know if it was a sh- it might have been a shotgun yeah i can't remember that's oh, i or killed the shadow the- is it shadow keeper or something oh no that's the one i didn't unlock <laughs> I, I think that's got like tons of bullets right um anyway I, like i just got there in that one run um and then i got to the third biome and and made my way through that and yeah uh it's it's like that thing you're talking about where you can go on these like really long runs because you got a, a a great run going you got this cool gear coming in you've got like all the artifacts that you want you've picked up some there's parasites in the game that are these are uh, very risk reward um here's a buff but here's also a debuff um and then there's also like chests and other items you can open that will have a chance to give you a malfunction which is another way of uh more risk in the game and so it'll, it'll give you like hey you've got to kill you've got to kill 20 enemies uh and until you do that you can't pick up a gun or well, that was the one time i got yep. that but it, it could be like hey you do 50 percent less damage while jumping or you're in the air or uh you know this sort of thing and so there's a lot of that like do i do this or do i not do this um and sometimes you get benefits out of it and other times you just there's a dice roll and you get something that's not as good and it's uh when things are going your way like the the runs in that game go quite long and then you know sometimes i've had games where i've died in like 10 minutes i'm like well just i didn't get the gun that i wanted like or i i was stuck with this fucking shit pistol and i yep. walked into the wrong room and there's this giant ass boss mm. and uh i just got fucked <laughs> like those things just happen sometimes it does it and it, that does happen there's there's one thing that can happen early on that is absolutely out of control and it shouldn't happen uh which is where you walk on one of those yellow dot platforms and get dumped oh, i put you in a yeah <laughs> <laughs> and uh, when a sentient is in that room and you have your level zero pistol, just fucking press start. 
and abandon the run. Restart cycle. Because yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that one is done. You are finished, my friend. Uh, yeah. Go back to the fucking beginning because you're not getting out of that one alive. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, can we talk about how you can't save? Because that is so yeah, fucked, that's a huge man. Uh, it's so fucked that there's absolutely no save point at all, uh, or save system, or anything like that in a game that takes as long as it does. Hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. And the way it works, man, the fact that they're rolling back patches and doing these hot fix patches, the way it works on fucking PlayStation is if your fucking game auto updates, it will take you back out of the game and that's it you're finished because it closes yeah when you update a game on playstation yeah it's um it's got auto updates or you know uh you can charge your controller because it's in rest mode right and so it's got all these things that it does in the background so when you fire up your playstation it says hey here are all the games that have updated uh while you're away so you're not like waiting for a, a 10 gigabyte patch or a fucking 40 gigabyte patch of Call of Duty to come down. It's like ready to go. Um, but that also becomes a problem with a game like you're talking about with Returnal where there's there's no safe state. You can, um, which is what I've been doing. I've been doing the enter rest mode and then yeah. coming back and I can fire up my game and it's good to go. But if a patch is applied in between that where it closes the game, yeah. you have lost that progress. You lose, you lose every, like you lose everything you did. If you unlocked some new artifacts, if you unlocked a weapon, yeah. gone. Which is fucked, man. That is so bad. Uh, yeah. yeah, that is unacceptable in my opinion. And uh, it, the game shouldn't exist in in that state. Like it should just. I don't understand. There should be a save function. Yeah, it's it's a weird oversight. I uh, I don't I. I was in. Uh, Trials of Fire. And I fucked up. I utterly fucked up. Uh, oh, you I, I went. I tried to. You can't. <laughs> you can't fucking save scum. That fucking game saves up to your latest fucking card played. It's fucking insane. I was like devastated. I'm like, hang on. How the fuck... How, why the fuck is Trials of Fire saving every fucking card I play? Meanwhile, fucking... Uh, Returnal, a $130 game, which is another fucking sticking point, in my opinion. Uh, a $130 game can't fucking save at all between fucking runs? That's fucking insanity. It's cooked. And also, yeah, like, my game crashed at one point, and I lost a oh. significant amount of fucking... Uh, I was in a boss fight. I was in the um, second boss fight for my second second run through the game. And uh, the game crashed when the ast- uh, when yeah the astronaut figurine popped, uh, which is when you die. If you got the astronaut figurine, you come back to life in the same place. It's very helpful. Uh, yeah, it popped and the game crashed. And okay, cool. So there goes all of that progress. Like literally done. I'm finished. Hmm. Uh, that's the last time I played it. I'm fucking gutted at like I just can't if it's gonna cry if it's gonna rob me like that man that's that's bad um but yeah like if if, if it saved if it had saved when I'd entered uh I don't know the fucking the area like if just save at the fucking like like bonfires or some shit 
right? When you go to those portals that move you around the place, just have that as a save point. Like, how the fuck is that not the case? It is bananas. I understand game saves are complicated, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, And, like, Returnal doesn't do itself any favors by, like, holding position for everything whenever you leave an area and stuff. Like, if you run away, if you go to a new room or you, like, I can go through the entire map one of the things I would do uh, is I would go through, if I found um, one of those consumables, there's a consumable that undoes all man, man, uh, malfunctions. Mm-hmm. I just get yep. rid of them. And yep. so if you see that, you don't pick it up at the end of the game, uh, at the end of the round, once you beat the boss in the biome, um, you roll back through the level and you find mm-hmm. those cursed chests and you open those motherfuckers up. Uh, first of all, because you'll definitely have better, uh, if, like, um, weapon proficiency. You'll sure. probably yeah. get a really good weapon. And then you get the malfunction. And instead of starting the next biome with a couple of malfunctions, nah, you just go find that thing, pick it up, pop it, and go, like, on your on your merry way. But all that shit still exists exactly where you fucking left it, right? And I'm sure that doesn't do them any favors in terms of save states and stuff. Um, however, I don't care Hmm. if the end result is I can't trust them to not fucking kill my game, uh, overnight when they patch and then roll back a patch and then patch again. Like, fuck that shit. That's insane. Um, yeah. Uh, so yeah, I'm not a fan of that. And yeah, $130 is insane. Uh, there's absolutely no way that I would pay $130 for this game. Yeah. Yeah, that's a weird... Um, it's like situation that, that these next-gen consoles have put themselves in, right? The the uh, 100 and, uh, 109 recommended retail price in Australia has jumped up to 125 Yeah. Um, and so we've seen games that have come out at that price uh you look at uh, what was the first one it was like nba 2k right was sort of the first one to jump out and say hey next gen console prices for games are going to be this much and i was like okay that's a bit uh that's a bit out there um but it's sort of a sticking point now where it's it's like something we've kind of got to get used to at this stage of being of looking at that price scheme and i think it's worse in australia because the jump from um, I mean, 109 to 125. Generally, like you could go to an into a store, right, and buy a, a game for between 69 and 89 dollars most of the time. Even though it was recommended retail price 109, you could you'd have you go into a uh, an EB Games and it'd be 109 because that is that is what they sell there. They sell games. They don't sell TVs or yeah like other things like a JB Hi-Fi or a Harvey Norman. <clears throat> and so that price, uh, that that price was just way set that way. And so when you come into a, um, uh, this $125 price point, I've seen that uh, like EB Games is selling it at that high, but the JB Hi-Fi's aren't, they're, they're a little bit higher still. They're still like a hundred and I think they're over a hundred at this stage. And I think those prices will come down eventually. But um it, it's just so weird that 
it's such a huge price jack in Australia specifically. In in like I can only speak for the US, but um it hasn't gone up that huge. It's like it was ten dollars yeah. US and you do the price conversion on on uh what the difference is and it's not a lot. It's like eighty nine Australian uh for like the sixty nine conversion and the the sort of price difference when you convert them in percentages is it's like a 35% increase in Australia for the pricing yeah. whereas yeah. here it's not it's like 15% it's yeah. like a huge and so i think this is this thing you're talking about is specifically uh, a bit more to do with the local pricing in australia right. but at the same time i don't think that any of these games should be that price anyway i envision the high you know the 125 or the 69 US price point they should be for the last of us or for the the big AAA games right i don't think this is worthy of that price point as much as i like the game yeah. um i don't think it's that i don't think nba 2k 21 or 22 or whatever the fuck it was this year is worth the 125 dollars or 69 US for I don't think any of those games are. There's Resident Evil. I could make a case for yes, absolutely. I think that is a different story. But those other games, especially um, uh, a game like Returnal, Returnal, which is not, it doesn't feel like it's sort of it's not. I don't know what do you call Last of Us? Is that like a four A 4A game at this stage? Like what is the uh, blockbuster? <laughs> right. Um. So yeah, I agree with you in terms of the pricing. I think it's too high, but it's also. I don't know if it's their fault at this stage. Like, it's just that is the nature of games going forward for that we're going to see on console. It's just going to be priced that much. If this was a PC release, there's no way they would get away with that much money. Absolutely be, fucking not. It'd be maybe half of that price, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. That's my problem with it, right? Uh, I don't think it'd sell at 60 bucks on, on PC. I think it'd sell more. It'd sell more if it was uh 30 bucks difference like if it was the uh i don't know you get some games in in australia where it was like it is 59 dollars or something like it was wasn't the max price but it was a little bit cheaper i think you'd end up selling more copies of this game it could also be a fact of they don't need to do it because people want a playstation 5 game right they're gonna buy it it's like the first big playstation Yeah. yeah so that's it um yeah that is that is a deal that is a thing that uh, annoys me about this game. But uh, the other thing, the only other thing that really annoys me about this game is uh, I shouldn't ever, 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 ever get stuck on fucking geometry in a fucking third-person shooter uh, when I'm running around. I, I, it just shouldn't, shouldn't fucking happen. Not, not at all. Like, it doesn't happen in other fucking games. Uh, like, it doesn't happen in Dark Souls. They should not have little things sticking out and then I get fucking blacked by some shit. And I'm like, what? Hang on. What, what the fuck got me? And it's some tree. like, <laughs> yeah, like tree branch sticking out a slight bit about out of the fucking ground. Nah, fuck that shit. Get rid of all that yeah. shit. Slippery fucking walls, people. Slippery fucking walls in games like this. It doesn't matter if I can't, like, you can't jump on these fucking trees anyway. Not that anyone wants to. Uh, mm. I, yeah, it, it's the most aggravating way. That's, I would say, the ways I took, like, after, 
like when I did my run where I never I uh, didn't die and I finished the game, the ways I took damage, right, were I split three ways between uh, boss fights. I took damage in boss fights for sure. Uh, I took damage jumping into pools of water and mm-hmm. or or down ledges, uh, or I took damage because I got stuck on geometry and I like my movement got all fucked up and I stopped moving and then I died. That's how I. That's how I took damage. Or oh, I didn't die. I took damage and lost lost a bunch of health and was very annoyed. Um, yeah. <clears throat> yeah, it's uh bananas, uh, that shit. So yeah, it shouldn't happen. But nevertheless, uh, I did really, really enjoy myself with it. Um, yeah, I think it it is a like the. The story, I love the story, man. I think they do such yeah. a good job uh, of the way they tell it. I think I worry that they don't really go f- far enough or in the direction that I would like. Uh, but yeah, uh, yeah, that's like uh, I don't know, criticizing the last line when I love the rest of a movie type shit. Like, <clears throat> sure. doesn't make any sense. Uh, the the storytelling it's this really good fucking Lovecraftian shit um, the lead narrative designer apparently works on Control as a narrative designer oh wow um, and I think you can sort of see that right I feel like I can see it uh, yeah it's honing. yeah now that you mention that yeah absolutely it's very um, atmospheric and, and like weird things going on and yeah. um yeah, that's cool. Mm. Um, all right. Anything else to add for Returnal? Um, no, I don't think so. Um, if you got a PS5 and you can find it for less than $130, heartily recommend it. Um, mm. Yeah. Oh, turn on auto run. Have you turned on auto sprint? I did. It took me a while to get used to it because... Um, the, the platforming yeah, a bit tricky sometimes when you're trying to get on a small ledge and fucking she's running really quickly around and things like that. <laughs> you got the fucking grapple now, right? Uh, I think Joss got it. <laughs> yeah. So that's the other thing gra- we didn't mention. It, it's, it's like this Metroidvania thing where yeah. you like unlock a, a new biome and you kill a thing and then you, it gives you a new item and then all of a sudden the first biome has a bunch of stuff that you can go in and do and unlocks extra areas and you're exploring there and I, I had something happen last night where I'm like, are you fucking kidding? Like, that is insane. Um, where I opened a door and it led me to somewhere and I was like, I was not expecting to be here at all. And uh, yeah, that was that was wild. So yeah. it does some cool stuff like that. A really cool sense of discovery that I think it does mm. a really good job of. Um, but yeah, now that you're the grappling hook, you shouldn't die. You should never die again. You will never die again. Mm. Uh, I don't want to. I don't want to spoil anything for you. But with auto sprint on and the grappling hook, as long as there's a grappling point, I can't die. Uh, I will not, never die. It's not a so, lot around. <laughs> uh, they, they start to put more in, in the game. Yeah, um, later on. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway, it's, it's very good. People should check it out. Yes. Okay, our last game we've got here is uh, Resident Evil Village. This is out at the end of this week, probably by the time people hear this. Um, 
I had a chance to review this game for Survivor.com. You can go check out my review now. It went up a couple of hours ago. Um, it's your best basic- review, I reckon. Yep. Best review of yours I've read, I reckon. I reckon you've, oh, you did you. a really good job with it. Like you just, uh, I think what it is is set uh, the tone really well. And uh, I think you did a really good job of establishing your uh, opinions uh, and your thesis. And then you mm. developed that thesis really well, uh, just in a really clear way. I think you always like establish your opinions really well. I think it just made it really clear in this one, which is good. Yeah. Um, yeah. So basically like I, I really liked Resident Evil 7 going into this. Um, I uh, This was obviously their first uh, foray into a first person horror game. Um, my biggest gripe with the way Resident Evil 7 um, sort of ended was the uh, that weird like boat sequence that just seemed it just didn't fit the rest of that game at all and so i thought i I think it's the best resident evil game that i've played i'm not a huge resident evil fan um i'm not like fully into the lore and all that sort of stuff but i just really appreciated what that game did and sort of like the balls of just taking a a a series like that and just completely turning it on its head uh so I, i had a lot of fun with that game and I think they just did did such a great job with the horror elements and um, and doing like different styles of horror uh, as well. Just weird things like having your creepy ghost ladies and then doing like things like a saw style type horror stuff. Um, so I, I really dug that game quite a lot. Um, and so when you sort of connect that to Resident Evil, they they've sort of taken that um, the things that made resident evil 7 so good and they've i think they've continued that for the most part pretty well like the 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 base foundation of that game but there's just so many things in resident evil village that i just do not like and i think they've just done a a really poor job of handling from the the shift in horror i think is a lot different this time around it is um it's it's not like jump scare horror anymore. It is very uh, t- like tension based horror, um, and good. I think that could be just a fact of the expectation from me of being like, oh, when the fuck is the jump scare happening? The entirety of this game, I was like, there is going to be a point where I climb up a ladder, and there's going to be either someone standing there, or I'm going to climb down a ladder, and my guy will turn around, and there's going to be something standing there. That never happened once, and I was see that's. <laughs> that's that's different, right? Because I don't think, because like, right, like a jump scare, a jump scare is the when they want the payoff without the build up, right? Sure. But when it's like tension building, 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 and then uh, you get like you know you go down the ladder and there's someone there. That's not a jump scare. That's just a scare, right? That's just a scare, sure. and so. Without that, that's that's the that's the fucking hmm. the blue balls of the horror game. Yeah, that's yeah, shit-tastic. Yeah, it keeps keeps you on your edge, and so I think that the um they're just different types of horror. At the end of the day, um, uh, I saw something going around today. I don't know how true this is, but like that the director talked about how people felt that the last game. 
um, was too scary. Right. And so that's why they toned things down. This is after I written my review and I, I saw it in someone else's review somewhere. I, I can't remember because I've, I've looked at so many today. Um, but anyway, so I think the the if you found that last game too scary, this is a different type of horror. It's it's uh, it's much easier to digest. And for me, um, I didn't enjoy it as much. Uh, but aside from that, like there's other aspects of the game that I just couldn't get into um i guess i'll kick things off with like the story it's set uh you're still playing the same character ethan winters it's set three years after the events of of resident evil uh seven and the the baker house where all that just weird crazy stuff happened with the all the members of the family and um and, and basically you looking for your your wife who went missing and so you end up getting her back at the end of the story um and so this is set uh, a couple of years after where uh, Chris, Chris Redfield has like set you up in a, like a protection uh, house in somewhere in Europe. It doesn't say where it is, but it's somewhere in Europe and uh, you're with your newborn daughter, um, Rose. And, and one night just the shit goes crazy. Like uh, Chris comes stomping through the house, shoots Mia uh <laughs> Ethan is like going yeah. off his off his head like yelling at him um and then well that makes sense yeah basically it's like cut to black and then it fades back into you you're you're standing in your house your front door um there's people like taking your daughter away Chris is there like uh giving you like one liners and Ethan is yelling like what are you doing why are you taking my daughter next thing you know um you get like fucking but stopped with the with a gun and you you black out your character um the next thing is you awaken uh, on the side of the road in the snow the uh, the van you were traveling in is flipped on its head um and that is when the game starts you start wandering through the snow there's all these weird noises around you um you see like something run past your peripheral as you're creeping through this snow you've got a flashlight it's pitch black you can kind of just see around you um you start exploring a couple of houses eventually sunset source to, starts to like chime in and uh, you find yourself in this uh, village which you know resident evil village it is the the central hub uh for this game basically um you start like exploring a couple of rundown buildings like it's clear that this place is not uh it doesn't look lived in there's you know it looks very run down um but you can start exploring going through picking up items collecting things it is a very much a you know it's a it's a resident evil game it's a survival horror game and so uh eventually you find a weapon a gun um some stuff happens a uh a bunch of things happen which i won't spoil but uh, eventually there is a, a fight that breaks out and there are these werewolf-like creatures that attack you uh, and they are the main sort of enemies of the game uh, they're referred to as lichens um i appreciate that they are doing weird fucking things in this world um it is a you know it's always been about this zombie outbreak and then the last game was very much like a weird fucking ghosts and creepy family and now this game is like werewolves and and vampires and shit i think that is yeah. really interesting and cool um but anyway this particular fight is the very first uh 
encountering the game. You have, you've got a weapon, you've got uh, ammo, you have uh, a bunch of supplies on you, and off you go. And and uh, the first time you get attacked, you end up in this like rundown house. And as you're uh, being chased, the game sort of tells you like, hey, you can barricade yourself in. And so you can grab this bookcase, slide it into the front door's path, and that'll block uh, enemies from getting in. But then, like, these guys are, like, banging on windows. They're, like, they've got their arms, like, sticking through window holes and, like, trying to attack you. And uh, there's, like, a hole in the roof and one of them comes, like, jumping down through the roof and attacks you. And so you're getting, like, overrun by these werewolf creatures. And uh, and so, basically, you, you're trying to survive. So I start running around. I'm killing things. I'm running through houses. There are these, um, like, flower bags spread out throughout the world and you can swipe them and he'll hit them and it'll create like a, a, a cloud of dust <laughs> flower and you can obscure their vision and hide around them and things like oh, that. Oh, is that so, what those are for? Right. Okay. Yeah. And so you do that anyway. Um, <clears throat> and so I'm, I'm running around, I'm fucking killing all these things. I'm killing them. I'm killing them. And I, I'm running into another house. I'm closing that door. I'm shooting them through like the cracks in the, the foundation uh, and then I'm like, I'm slowly running out of ammo at this stage. I'm thinking I'm pretty good at shooters, like at least on the console. I know I'm supposed to be aiming for heads. They take about three headshots most of the time in these things. Oh. Um, takes takes a couple. <laughs> um, once you upgrade your weapons, they, they get a bit less, but they, they, they take a couple of hits. Um, anyway, so I'm running around and I eventually die in this section. Um, and the game just, the game ends. Uh, and so I re- it reloads me back to that first initial part. I do the same thing. I'm running through houses, closing these these bookshelves and, and blocking off doors and shooting things and and I end up dying again. And this happens like three or four times. There is an outside area where you can run around and there's like red barrels set up and, and that sort of thing. Uh, eventually, um, as I'm killing and killing these things, they just, they just seem to keep on coming, like attacking me. This giant beast of a man jumps down. You've seen him in the trailers. He's got this huge hammer. He's fucking hairy. He's got long hair. He's got a giant beard. He starts chasing you around as well. And I figure out that if I go into one of the houses, he, he can't really, he's too big. He can't get me in there. So I'm like standing in the house, like chipping away, just shooting him, doing my thing. Um, but I just can't, I can't survive. I keep dying. I keep running out of ammo and I can't see anything out in the world that is like telling me, Hey, you need to go do this thing. Or there's no objective mark or anything like that. Eventually, um, I am, uh, I'm running around and something happens to me where I'm about to die. And all of a sudden I am teleported to the middle of the fight outside, um, I've got no health. Everything goes immediately quiet. There's no more enemies around me. Um, They've all disappeared. There's a gate that was next to me that wasn't open before is now open. And there's this weird fucking creepy lady standing there. And I'm like, what the fuck just happened? (laughs) At at that point, I knew something broke, right? There's something happened there. And so I, I reloaded the checkpoint. Um, and it put me in exactly the same spot as where I was just standing with no health. That door was open and that lady is still standing there. And I'm like, uh, th- something what? just broke. Yeah. And so I, the problem at that point is 
I messaged um, Steve at Survivor to find out where he was at. He hadn't started playing yet because it, it literally, I found out I was reviewing this game. I had it downloaded in 20 minutes and started playing like immediately. And so I didn't know like where or he I was at or whatever, but he, he hadn't started yet. Um, I downloaded so I like, this 60 gigabyte game in 20 minutes because of my fucking San Fran fucking big internet pipes. Actually. Oh, right. Yeah, okay. Oh, I, had I, called, to I called the Google and told them to speed things up a bit. <laughs> um, so, yeah, something broke. It was, it was, I ran into some sort of weird bug. So I ended up restarting the game entirely. Um, so I lost about an hour and a half worth of progress. I just ran back to where I needed to be. I knew exactly what I was doing at that point. Um got to that spot uh died again and was like i didn't know what i was supposed to do at this stage like i was so confused um because it seemed like i'm killing i killed so many of these fucking werewolf things and they just kept on coming and coming and coming uh and i didn't know how to kill the big thing because i I was like kiting him around and like shooting barrels and trying to get him to die that way and but i just kept running out of ammo i didn't have enough ammo on me I i was using like i'd only just gotten into this village um and then something happened as i was running around i got grabbed from behind uh there's this fucking werewolf creature dude yelling in my face and he throws me out in the middle of the open uh to the middle of the snow in in the river that i was uh, like laying in and then all these creatures start like surrounding me and uh the big beastie dude that's been running around is like in my face and it's this like cutscene that is playing and so um that plays out the the some more things happen they end up running away my character stands up i'm in the exact spot that i was standing before when the game bugged out the door is open and that lady is now there and so now i'm like okay cool i know what happened uh but for some reason some weird bug ended up going on and i i i don't know that cutscene didn't play out for me the last time uh but anyway I, i i i'm at the spot where i was before and so um, the problem here is I know, I now know what happens anytime that I was inside of a house and died, I died. What the game wanted me to do was lose, but it wanted me to lose outside of a house so that it could throw me into the middle of the, uh, the, the map or the town and then trigger that cutscene. But because I was running around barricading doors, which the game taught me how to do, I was shooting zombie uh shooting werewolves through cracks climbing ladders and shooting them from the rooftops crawling through crawl spaces and in houses and trying to get away from them and deal with them that way that's not what the game wanted me to do i was outsmarting the game and so that that was i was i saw through like the, the they were trying to teach me a magic trick and i was like oh, i can see what you're doing like the ball is over here you you're like hey look at the ball and i'm like i don't want to look at the ball like I'm yeah. going to watch this hand over here. <clears throat> that is the problem with Resident Evil Village is that it tries to trick the player a number of times. And if you're uh, savvy enough to see the trick that is being played out, uh, I think it ruins the experience for you. Uh, and it's most like I I appreciate when games do that. Um, certain games do that. Uh, and they do it well, but in a game that is so reliant on a survival aspect of collecting resources, of managing your ammo and the things that you find around you to, in order to survive, whether it's that ammo or the health, um, but 
by you trying to survive is the wrong thing that you should be doing without you knowing it, that is an issue. Um, and I, I think that that's, that being the very first encounter that I had where I could shoot things and, and scavenge items and for them to be like, ha, we tricked you. You can't win this fight anyway. Mm. Uh, that's fucked. Cause at the end of the day, that is in my mind the entire time. Uh, and every time I get into a fight, I'm like, should I be shooting this thing? Or is there something else that I should be doing? And sometimes, um, that could be too late. I could be wasting a bunch of ammo on something and all of a sudden I'm halfway through. I'm like, oh, what's this button do? I'll press that button and I press it and something else fucking happens. It's like, oh, I've just wasted all that stuff on this, like this precious resource that is around the world that yeah. uh, is taking me so long to find. I shouldn't have been doing that anyway. Um, yeah. And so, yeah, that is- um, That makes it like, that's happened before to me mm-hmm. and it is devastating when it does, when it happens, when you see how, like when you can see how the sausage is made. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's, it's impossible to come back from, right? Like you, it is glass shattering. Right. And once that glass, you can't put that, you can't unring that bell, right? Like it's mm. done. And like, I think I really appreciated that you went into lots of depth about that in your review as well. How you, like, you know, obviously on this podcast, um, I, I really appreciate how you like clarify that, like how devastating that can be because yeah, like what, what are you supposed to do in a game when, when it fucks you like that, when it fucks up like that, that's not, like, it's not even just about the fuck up right? of, of uh, like the bug to me, the bug was a separate instance. It was the, uh, is the, the like it wants me to die in a certain thing, way. Is the indoors thing not a bug as well? Like surely, yeah, something should happen. For, right, like, it should drag me out. Yeah, I, I'm just like you're dead. Reload checkpoint. I'm right, like, like it feel it. The way you describe it, if it can't, it's such a massive oversight. If it isn't a bug, right? Like that would be absolutely bananas. Yeah, but like you can't review based on not your experience. So, yeah, that's yeah. what happened to me. Yeah, right. And like, I mean, fuck, man. Maybe it isn't a bug. If it's not a like, if they don't release a patch to fix it, then maybe that's intended. And in which case, like, like you, like you said, it's a fucking huge mistake. Mm. It's a massive error because it's not like. You know, you were talking about how you didn't want to look at the ball, right? But that's not even it. The way, like, you know, I've only played the demo, but there is a natural, like, does, like it makes sense that you would barricade yourself inside a fucking house when a billion fucking werewolves are coming out. Like, there is a fucking logical consistency to the concept that makes what you did not some sort of error on your part yeah and that makes it bad on their part yeah uh yeah which yeah it's just bad design i think what they were trying to do is the right they were trying to be like hey you die um like you can't even if it wasn't like you can't win the scenario 
Yeah. But the, the problem is that like I was dying inside of a house. They could have knocked me out and then like I could have woken up in the middle of the fucking the the snow um, and had the same thing play out. Uh, I think that was the problem is they were trying to get me to go outside so they could throw me or t- to trigger that animation. Uh, but because I'm inside a house, maybe that can't happen. Um, e- either way, like there's, there's a sequence. Um, this, this isn't the only time where the, I think they try and trick the player into uh, into something. There's a sequence later on that I really distinctly remember. Um, and uh, I won't go into too much detail, but basically it starts throwing like a lot of enemies at you and you need to um you need to get from the bottom of this like cave like structure to the top and uh i basically at that stage i was doing pretty well in terms of my ammo and that sort of thing um and i basically got myself in a corridor and i started just popping these dudes in the head and like i dropped like 10 of them and then i started working my way in and then more of them came so i backed up a little bit more killed a bunch of them and then like more of them coming and so i'm like now i'm like circling around this this thing and they just kept on coming and coming and coming and so i uh i ended up dying in that section then i did it again and this time i started working my way rather than just kiting them back up that hallway i started working my way to where I think it needed one me to go, um, as I'm shooting all these things and like as you're escalating this cave, they're like climbing the walls and uh, you can just see them everywhere. There's tons and tons of them, and I get to the very top, um, and they just tons and tons of dudes just still spawning and coming in and killing me. And uh, eventually, I'm using like so much ammo at this point. Like I've gone through so many clips and all this type of shit. I'm like running low on shotgun ammo and, and my normal ammo. And uh, I end up dying again up there. And I'm like, man, fuck it. What the hell? And so the next time I literally sprinted all the way past these guys, climbed up this ladder, fucking used the zip line that was there, got to the very top and then uh, killed the, there's a, this uh, enemy type that's got like a helmet on him and a bunch of like razor claws on each hand. I killed him. He was like the biggest enemy that was in the room. And then I killed like four more people and then nothing else spawned. And I'm like, ah, so all you wanted me to do, it was like a Call of Duty moment. Yeah. That was, it was like a, um, it's it's forcing me to move forward, right? Yeah. And it wants yeah. me to get to the very top by throwing all these things at me. But I can just run past all that stuff and yeah. save all my ammo. And once I was like, oh, well, there's a trick to this. I can just do that. And so I did that and I was like, cool, done. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah. Um, yeah, because I, f- I figured out what it was trying to do. L- like another triggered event. Otherwise, yeah. it probably would have just kept spawning shit at me and I'm sitting there wasting all this stuff. stuff yeah. And there's a possibility that I don't figure that out. And like every other player wastes a ton of ammo and gets to the top and kills that thing and uh, and they go on their merry way, but they haven't realized that they've just like lost fucking eight or nine rooms worth of scavenging and uh, all that ammo is gone now. And it's not a problem in Call of Duty. It's It's by design in Call of Duty, and it works because mm. you aren't scavenging for all that shit because you haven't fucking scrimped and saved all this these resources. Yeah. So when it throws you into, well, literally every Call of Duty fucking level is like this, or almost every Call of Duty level is like that, uh, it's not a fucking problem because you didn't have to worry. Like you aren't worried about your resources. The resources aren't a fucking concern in that game. The only time you're yeah. worried about how much ammo you have is when you have to fucking reload, and that is it. But in a game like Resident Evil, yeah, that's that's a fucking dick move. Like it mm. feels like such a fucking shitty fucking move. 
It's yeah. just, yeah. You, you know, you search a house and you find in the drawer 15 bullets of ammo for your pistol, and that'll kill like three enemies. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, and you might go through a couple rooms and find stuff. There's, um, anyway, so that, that was my biggest issue is that like this whole, uh, th- it's a survival game, and yet it felt like there's too many things in the game that is, has me worried in the back of my mind. Well, am I doing the wrong thing? Or like, is all this ammo and all these resources going to waste? Should I have healed myself three times? Because maybe that wasn't worth it. Um, anyway, there's uh, there's like crafting and um, and you can level up weapons. Uh, and th- that stuff is really cool and fun to do. Um, there's, there's hunting in the game for some weird reason, um, which you can turn in for uh, boosts in the game. You can either give yourself more health or more defensive. Um, protection there are um what else is there there is uh i already said that cooking right um oh i don't know the combat is yeah. it's all right it's fine um there are a lot of different guns you can get uh you won't unlock them all in the first playthrough there are um there, there's stuff that you can uh play in new game plus you can take all your stuff that you've unlocked take it back into the game and start getting even more weapons and unlocks and and upgrading those weapons so i like i kind of appreciate that there's some replay value there because uh you can play it through a second time and then start getting the more even more powerful weapons and and go through it again like you're not just um you know you're not just playing the same game again and and using all the the cool shit that you've already got You're, you're actually working towards even more cool shit um which is cool the um the shooting is i think this game would work a lot better on pc i played on playstation 5 yeah um because of the nature of the direction uh for the combat like the enemies have this very sporadic or animated movement to them where they um they dodge and weave a lot and so in a game where headshots i think headshots matter quite a bit in this game uh, even though they take quite a bit of damage um getting those headshots are valuable and so lining up um your your reticle to try and get those can you got to be patient um so i think it'd work a lot better on pc but uh, it's fine there's like a block button for some reason and that is underutilized immensely i only used it a couple of times um maybe it's more valuable in the harder difficulties as you uh, keep playing but it just it negates a bunch of damage i just didn't feel the use for it here at all really um it just it seems worthless and it's not like the game tells you to use it a lot it kind of gives you the tutorial like hey you can block and then that is it it disappears again um the uh the adaptive triggers on the playstation 5 for this game i don't like the implementation i think it's very finicky um there's a bit of resistance when you pull down the trigger and then you press the, uh, you know, the fire button and you get, you know, that like clicky motion, like it, it feeling like there's some, some pressure there, but it's not resetting properly every time you fire. And so sometimes that pressure is there and other times it's like, it's not, it's like completely gone. And so you get into this weird motion where there's sometimes like every second shot it's resisting and it just feels weird when that happens. And so I think they, um, they just kind of stuff that up. It made me appreciate when I jumped into Returnal, just how much better those adaptive triggers felt in that game. Um, yeah. 
so that that's kind of interesting uh the um the frame rate on the playstation 5 is a little bit hitchy uh with the ray tracing settings on the game runs from between from what i understand uh 45 to 60 frames per second for the most part it feels good um I don't know if it's, I, I, I have to wait for Digital Foundry or whoever to do a proper analysis of it. But if it's running at 45, I think that's a really interesting uh, spot for, for games like this because um, it felt great. Maybe it's running at 60. I don't know. But if it's 45, that's in, that's cool. I like that a lot um, for, for first-person shooters on the console. Uh, it yeah. does struggle in certain areas. There is one section where it drops quite a lot i would say it's probably in the fifth teens maybe the low 20s um but it's not a it's not a combat section so it's not a huge issue at all uh it's mostly puzzle based but still noticeable and every every once in a while it you can see frame drops but for the most part it's it's pretty solid on console and it looks great like it's using ray tracing the technology is awesome uh it's a really pretty game there's so much detail in it um the first like location you go to in the castle just the way the lighting bounces off and the colors and the way like uh the hallways are decked out and there's just so much detail in all this sort of stuff it is really cool um speaking of the castle the um the game is set up so that like ethan is sort of looking for his his daughter he's been told that like she's still around and something's happened to her and um and basically he needs to go through um, the big bad of the game, uh, Mother Miranda, who has these four lords that serve her. And we know of one of them um, who has received like a lot of marketing over the last uh, couple of months, uh, Lady Dimitrescu. And she is this tall vampire-like creature. Uh, I think her official stat was like nine foot tall or something like that. Right. And... Um, alongside her is a couple of other different characters we've that we've seen in some of the marketing but for some for whatever reason the internet really gravitated towards this character um and it's it's funny because like the characters in the game are just so bland and boring and she might be one of the most uninteresting uh with minimal screen time she is not in it long at all um She's also implemented extremely badly. Mm. Uh, like, basically, you think of, um, I think, uh, is his name Mr. X? He's basically like yeah. this stalking dude in Resident Evil, but I, I'm not, as, as I said, not a huge Resident Evil fan. Um, Alien Isolation, the Alien and uh, Alien Isolation was this stalking presence that would follow you around and, and uh, try and uh, keep you from doing tasks and that sort of thing. And that is kind of what she is in this castle, except um, she pops up every once in a while in certain areas as you're doing doing stuff, but she's never like giving you any grief. She kind of just follows you around and will stab you and then you run away and you, oh shit. Um, you can't kill her, nothing like that. Uh, but the thing is, she's on like a fucking... She's on like rails, basically. Like you can yeah. see where she is walking up and down these hallways and she's on a set path and you can go and like aggro her and literally fucking get rid of like her scent, uh, like lose a scent and she'll go back back on her path, strutting around and walking around. Yeah. The funniest thing is that there is a save point in one of the rooms. In the demo, um, it is behind 
is behind one of the doors in the main demo, uh, basically. And uh, in that main hallway with the, the chandelier and that leads into the kitchen and you got the stairs that go up, basically behind the locked door is um, another room there. There's a save point in that room and she, she can chase you. You get to that room and she will immediately stop and just fucking stare at you while the door is open and she takes about 10 seconds and she'll turn around and then go back on her path and walk in a line again and you can leave the room and then off you go see you later it's just like such basic <laughs> like it's not scary at all like, once you figure out she's a robot <laughs> we are at a point right she, where she's not a robot by the way she, you know what i mean okay yeah i know she's a computer hey kid i'm a computer um yeah. like with the existence of alien isolation I don't think a triple-A blockbuster horror game Mm -hmm. can get away with that kind of shit anymore. Yeah. Right? Like, Alien Isolation was about eight times too long, but it set a standard, right? Like, that's it. That's the base level for fucking horror games now, in my opinion. And you can't fucking have a game that goes all the way back to fucking patrol paths like they're fucking metal gear solid one fucking guards or some shit that's fucking crazy it's bananas to me Hmm. yeah yeah i feel like i recall something similar happening in um in resident evil 7 with the dude with the chainsaw wasn't he like fucking cutting down walls and stuff like that was more menacing he was stalking you but like coming through walls and chasing you with with this giant chainsaw uh, and that is what she is supposed to be like but um i think she's just so underutilized and not interesting and, and you know like i said i think it's just funny that people gravitated towards her and i think she's terribly underutilized i think there are other characters in this game um that are more interesting there is uh i think the castle is definitely like old school resident evil um where you're exploring this giant place and uh unlocking shortcuts and completing puzzles and that stuff is like that's the that's the best part of this game is is all that sort of stuff the exploration and um and solving all those puzzles and going through it and it works really well because uh like each of these lords that you go through have like a different sort of twist on what they're doing um there is another one and i think it's the best part of the the like best section of the game because um, I think it's the most interesting, but she's basically like a doll, like a a, a ventriloquist doll that that is um, one of the lords. And you go to her house, and you you lose your weapons, and you've got no weapons, and it's basically like a fucking big puzzle room, a puzzle house. Um, right. And I, you know, you don't Looks have you're not shooting your way through things, or yeah, uh, you you know, you're you're solving all these Rubik's cube type puzzles, and and. Uh, I don't know. I just I felt that was more interesting to me, and and um, it like puzzle games. Yeah, like like puzzle games. Uh, anyway, but I think there's just more interesting characters going on in that game um, until it gets to like the third act again. I think it's got a huge amount of issues. The um, in particular, it stops sort of being a horror game and it gets a lot more actiony. Like yeah. I was talking about before, throwing mm-hmm. like tons and tons of enemies at you, and you start to lose the the like tension even then because there's just so much stuff going on like you just expect all this to happen all the time um there's a weird there's a one of the lords has weird fucking x-men powers and i 
don't know how to explain that, but he's in there. And uh, and then eventually, in the third act, there's this, there's a scene, and I won't go into sport, uh, story spoilers, but it's like a if you were to show me that and then not tell me what it was, I would have been like, oh, that's Call of Duty. It is fucking insane that that level exists in this game. I know some right. people get a kick out of it, but I'm like, what the fuck is going on? This is nuts. <laughs> uh, like, what, what happened to my horror game? And so yeah. I, I didn't appreciate that bit at all. Um, and then the game kind of just wraps up and it's, I just don't think the story is interesting. Like, yeah. it is so dumb. There are so many plot holes in the story. It's just like, if... Uh, the thing I wrote in my review is like, if anybody just stopped and fucking spent five seconds talking to one another, this game would have been an hour long. But yeah. instead, it's a 10-hour game. It took me about 10 and a half hours to finish. Um, and they try to explain things away. Like, oh, this is why we did it. And uh, it's just bad. I think it's bad writing. I don't think it fits into the... Um, like, if people are playing this for that juicy Resident Evil story, like, oh, what happens... It, there's stuff in here that is like tied back to those other games but for the most part this is a sequel to resident evil village um and there's some uh which is focusing around ethan and his family where and there's some stuff that ties into uh like all the umbrella shit and and is it called the t-virus and all that sort of stuff but they don't really go deep on it um i'm, I'm unless you know eventually someone fucking writes a a book on it but i'm sure they the will thesis. Uh, it's yep. just like it just doesn't feel like it's tied in any meaningful way to that the rest of the stuff that happens um so i it just didn't grab me i know it didn't grab steve at all he he, he said he didn't like it he's a huge uh, resi fan over at survivor so i don't think the story's that great um what else can i talk about uh just the um i think there's some weird like design decisions too um i talked about like the you know tricking people and that sort of stuff but even further on like one of the first things that you get in the game is a uh some bolt cutters in order to open a lock right there's a there's a gate there's a lock yep you need the bolt cutters open the gate uh and then like not not too soon over you get into another door and there's a fucking lock on it you're like all right i need to find the bolt cutters no, you don't need bolt cutters. You can just shoot this lock. Right. Like, the game literally spends time to go get you to find these bolt cutters to open a chain lock. Yeah. And the next time you see a chain lock, you just shoot it. You yeah. don't need the bolt cutters. You couldn't shoot the last one, but this one you have to shoot. That is and the rest of the game, the rest of the game, you is- shoot locks. And it's just like, what? This doesn't make any sense at all. It's yeah. just weird weird things like that where i'm just like i I don't know that is a bit dumb um yeah so that's weird uh the sound design is fantastic they do an awesome job of like uh atmospheric like when you're in that castle and you hear uh lady lady d walking around stomping above you somewhere and like weird creaking behind you that stuff is really atmospheric. I played this whole thing with headphones on. Sounds mm-hmm. amazing. Um, and that's kind of what you want in a horror game, right? You want to feel like there is someone behind you at all times because uh, you're yep. hearing strange noises and and that stuff is done uh, really well. Um, what else can I talk about? Uh, I don't know, man. Boss fights are terrible. Cool. <laughs> Boss that's, fights that's are just great. Like, 
<laughs> not exciting or interesting. Um, you know, it's a lot of rinse and repeat. Do this three times. Um, the, the very last boss fight feels uh, like like you don't get a sense of if you're doing the right thing. It's like you're shooting you're shooting this boss and you're like, uh, am I doing damage? Am I even is it, am I hurting this thing or is is anything going on? There's no like feedback to say, right. hey, the thing you're doing is working. Um, yeah. It just it just eventually works. You're like, all right, cool. Guess I was doing the right thing. Um, right. So yeah, I think like there's there's some like Resident Evil Seven was a, it was a a really solid game, and I think they maybe got spooked a bit too much and we're like, well, we got to tone down a bunch of these things. And, uh, you know, there's other things here that we can sort of tinker around with and we'll see how they work and we'll get there. Um, there's definitely stuff that I really like in this game. Like the map design I think is, is fantastic. The, you know, having the village be the central hub and then go out and, and clear these, each of the Lord's areas and then like do a bunch of backtracking and finding keys to open doors that you couldn't open before. Um, it's, it's not quite like a Dark Souls thing. There's a couple of those things where you find shortcuts and stuff, but it feels a bit more connected, um, you know, as each of these areas go on. You, you'd like come back to an area and there's, you know, uh, there's things that have sort of changed a little bit and, and that stuff is really cool. So, uh, you know, there's there's hints of, of, of things that are there. It's just like these weird, bizarre choices in between that I just do not understand. Um mm. So, yeah, for me, like, I, I still had fun playing this game. Um, yeah. And I, I'd recommend it to Resident Evil fans. Um, it's just, I saw a lot of problems with it. I just, you know, as much as, I, I had fun. I had fun. I think it's a good game. It just ain't, it, it, I don't think it's a, like an 8.5 or 9, which is what I think Resident Evil 7 yeah. was, despite, because it was such like a huge departure. They took so many awesome risks in it. It was just like, holy fuck, like, this is yeah. insane. This is a Resident Evil game, um, yeah. and this guy, this kind of feels like a, uh, we've we went too far. Like they just didn't try and do anything drastically different. Uh, yeah, and when they did, they just did it poorly. Um, so that's where I kind of stand on it. Um, there's a th- when once you finish the game, there's a uh, mode that unlocks called Mercenaries, and that's kind of like a time attack game where you kill a bunch of zombies, uh, were- werewolves. Uh, fucking lichens and yep. uh you get points uh you do combos and chain combos to get more points there's power-ups and uh, you can unlock other guns and that sort of thing uh extra levels so there's some replay value there uh, when you do that you earn i think i think they call it cp i'm gonna go with cp <laughs> just because everything's called cp can't we Capcom just call points? it something else let's go capcom points They'll probably God sell it at it. some stage, those cheeky fuckers. Can we not um, call it anything else, for fuck's sake? Yeah. The <sighs> um. Anyway, you spend the CP on uh, unlock uh, unlocks. It's either um some of it is like art artwork and three D models and that sort of thing. But there are stuff like hey, infinite ammo or uh, unlock this weapon, and so you could jump in there and do all that sort of stuff. But um. But also, when you finish the game, it comes up and says, hey, here's all the challenges that you completed in the game. And it'll mark off things. And it could be like, f- find uh, f- find 15 notes and or uh, kill 30 of these things. And so you finish the game. It gives you all your CP for the challenge you've done. But then you can also go back into the game and uh, redo those challenges and keep going and complete all that stuff. So like I said before, there's a ton of replay value there. 
if you're the type of person that wants to jump in and um, play it multiple times on harder difficulties, um, see a bunch of things you missed. But uh, yeah, I don't know, man. Like, I, I enjoyed it, but it's just like uh, I was kind of expecting more from it. So yeah, yeah. I don't know if there's much else for me to say about it. I feel like I covered most of it. Oh, the last thing that threw me off is. And this sounds like a nitpick, but everybody in this village has an American accent. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> I mean, like fucking, I don't know, Eastern Europe, some right? Eastern European Transylvania village, and that just threw me off every time. I'm like, why are there so many fucking Americans in this village? Um, <laughs> that is a that is a nitpick from me. But anyway, I don't know, man. Any any questions at all? Like. I know I've been super negative and I've, I've even in my review, I talked about most of the negative stuff because like I, I like resident evil seven. And I think there's that, that base foundation, that sort of gameplay loop of uh, slowly killing things is still there. And that stuff is really cool. They refine all that. It's just all these nagging issues that I could see uh, from a design perspective and, and gameplay that I'm like, that is, I wouldn't have done that. That just kind of gets in the way. Yeah. No, I don't have any questions, man. You've been pretty comprehensive. Um, yeah. I uh, I read your review and then I went to the comments because I'm like, oh, here we go. Here oh. we go. <laughs> They're I mostly positive. The ones I read were all positive. I'm like, what the fuck is going on here? If I'd written this, these cunts would be fucking all up me. They'd be like, oh, fuck this guy. Fuck you. Fuck this <laughs> fucking shit. And I'm like, hang on. Hold yeah. up, 6.5 out of 10 for a really well, like, really anticipated fucking game. And everyone's fucking happy with it? What the fuck is this shit? Fuck this. God yeah. damn it. Because I, uh, I messaged when Steve and I were getting this ready to go on the site last night. Yeah. I was like, oh, it's going to be interesting to get up tomorrow and see everybody yelling at me. Because... Um, Basically, I, I gave it a my review on Survivor is six point five. Um, I think I am the second lowest on Metacritic at the moment. Yeah, I think there's like a, me, a three out of five, so a six. Oh, what's that? I think there's a three out of five. Really? So there was a, a five, six. I think, today. Huh? Oh, right. Okay, yeah. I'm the third lowest on Metacritic. There's a there's a five and a six. Yeah. Um. The Metacritic score is an 84 at the moment. So I'm a little bit below par. But I basically said, like, I'm looking forward to getting up tomorrow and yeah. going through my messages and seeing who's fucking sending me death threats and yeah, telling me to kill myself. Anyway, all the comments on there, at least when I last checked, were positive. Well-written review. After looking at the game yeah. leaks myself, the story, I can definitely agree with the review. <laughs> Uh, all right, good review. I agree and believe that the game has issues. Uh, oh, this dude's like, oh, what's a game that would actually please reviewers? Well, yeah, fair enough. You got- please that review. I think because I, what I give, I give Demon Souls a seven or something last time. Seven point yep. five. This yeah, one says, uh, "Your Lady D sounds as oblivious as my alien in isolation." That's to be bug. scared of a stalker that right. works endlessly. That's got to be a fuck. <laughs> That's that's the old oh yeah the because like the, the entire game is built around it actually being far better than that but yeah oh well that sucks for that dude yeah thank Alien you for ice. your critical reviews and don't back down from them what right. the actual shit is going yeah, on I, here 
I sent a message in our Discord being like, I've woken up in Bizarro World. <laughs> God. Yeah. Um, You're the anyway. lowest score in the world for Team and Souls. PS5. Yeah, I know. Because <laughs> you saw my review and you snaked it from me. That's all that happened. I published on November 19 and you published on November 20 after you'd already seen the fucking no, results. No, no. It's big. You go with the old prices right treatment. You went lower. So I go after you. Yeah. Really? Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Fair enough. Because I finished it faster because I'm good at games, but oh. eventually you got there. Eventually. I mean, you can't even finish Returnal. How long have you had it for? Come on. Let's go. Let's go. A couple of days. I, I it took me two days. Belt, I had to belt through <laughs> Resident Evil to get that done. Any excuse. They gave us some good lead time on it, which is yeah, which I enjoy, like a, just over a week. It's nice. Um, nice when that happens. Anyway. Wait, hey, don't make my uh, opinion detract you. I'm obviously an outlier uh, in nah, these reviews. That. But well, I think I'm right. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. The gap's always right about video games. Yeah, we've never been wrong. No, all right, we have been wrong a couple of times, but usually we aren't wrong. We're only ever wrong when one of us disagrees with the other one. Yeah, and one of us has to be wrong. It's always Luke. Yeah. Um, I was I was messaging Nate because he was he's been playing it as well. He he was uh. He seemed to be enjoying it. He was a couple acts in. Um, I think he's finished at this stage. I haven't asked him what he thought of it since then. But yeah, yeah, like I, like I said, I I enjoyed parts of it. It's just like uh, I can have fun. I, like I can watch a shit movie and have fun with it. I, it's not a shit game. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? It's I can quickly analyze a game and be like here are a bunch of issues and still yeah. enjoy it. Um, anyway, and I use the fucking full scale one to ten, baby. None of this. Eight is an average. Uh, yeah. So there it is. Resident Evil Village is out. Uh, I think by the time you hear this, um, it's tomorrow, right? For you guys, I suppose. Yeah. Makes uh, sense. Stream. Maybe it's Friday because I think streaming is tomorrow. Streaming embargo is tomorrow. Um, right. So there you go. Maybe let us know what you think. Other people playing it. What your thoughts are? Yeah. All right. Should we do some news? Let's do it. Got some. Stuff going on. The uh, PlayStation status, State of Play, which we talked about last week. Uh, this was a quick one. It went for about 20 minutes or so. Uh, they kicked things off with some uh, Subnautica news. There is a uh, free PlayStation 5 upgrade happening for people that have Subnautica, the original game. And um, they also announced that Subnautica Below Zero will be out on PlayStation for May 14th. That's PlayStation 4 and 5. Uh, so that's coming out soon. I am looking forward to jumping back into Subnautica to play the end of that story. Um, what about you? Um, I will not be playing Subnautica again, but I do want to, yeah, I, I want to f- play all of Low Zero when it drops. I'm very excited to, to jump in. I probably won't start over, um, mm. but yeah, I'm, I'm excited. It's finally nearly here so I can get the entire experience. Yeah, uh, yeah. I mean, fuck. Subnautica is cool. awesome. Awesome. Yeah. Uh, Next I did up. not see this state of play though. Uh, oh, okay, you didn't watch it. Fuck. No. Uh, yeah. <laughs> anyway, uh, 
Next up, they announced uh, Among Us is coming to consoles. Uh, they didn't really give a date. They just said this oh, year. Yeah. I saw press releases about this shit. I just didn't see it in the state of play. Yeah. Um, yeah. Weird that it's taken this long. How is this going to work? A lot of people type their game. Like type to... I guess it's just voice chat, game. right? Yeah, which... Yeah. Which which we can talk about in a moment, Job. You're jumping ahead a little bit. Yeah. Uh, and finally, they wrap things up with the 15-minute uh, demo of Ratchet and Clank. Did you watch this at all? Uh, no, I've gone dark. Gone I watched dark. the I watched the last gameplay trailer, and, the, and I'm like, okay, I'm not watching anymore. I want to go yeah. in fresh. Uh, although I was very tempted because that game looks fucking gorgeous. Every time yeah, I man. see it, it just looks fucking awesome. They're like they are cutting between. Um, <clears throat> I mean, Insomniac are obviously very, very talented. They did the same thing with Spider-Man and Miles Morales, where it's like they're using the in-game uh, engine to, and it like seamlessly cuts backwards and forwards from from the that stuff. And this game, Ratchet and Clank, looks like a fucking DreamWorks movie uh. or Pixar thing. Like there are moments where it's like two characters interacting, the camera pans around, and then all of a sudden you're playing the game again. Um, it looks so good. Yeah, yeah. it looks amazing. Um, I'm very anyway, nice. I watched it because I was hoping they would show more for the state of play, but they showed exactly what they were saying, <laughs> Ratchet and Clank. Um, anyway, that game looks great. Uh, next up, we've got um, Sony has invested a minority stake into Discord and will be implementing the service by uh, by 2022. So by the end of this year. So that could be your solution to among us if there is um you reckon i guess it's not really because it still it? needs in-game chat or in-game like if you're playing with random it's not going to check you in a discord server so true yeah i guess you can play it with friends though i guess you know maybe they expand their implementation or some shit i've, I've been wondering why more games don't try to use discord uh in some manner do you remember you know it used to be back in the day games and like really integrate with team speaking shit and now they all use this vivox middleware shit which fucks up when i try to play hell let loose it makes me sound all roboty apparently uh, yeah it always sounds bad for everyone um, yeah um right why not something with discord or something maybe they just mm. don't have the fucking tech maybe it doesn't work that way maybe i'm asking too much of it we're recording over discord right now and it's enough for me <laughs> Okay, I don't yeah. want to fucking I don't want to pull on a thread that would ruin this setup. Yep. Um anyway, that's a good move. Uh I've never really liked the uh proprietary voice com apps that they've got on these consoles. And I mean it helps as well by having like crossplay, right? If if you've got all these games that are now crossplay, if I'm on PC and and you're on console because you love playing with uh, controllers more than you do other peripherals. Um, sure. Like we can both sit in a, a Discord server and communicate. Yeah, using that so works well. When I was playing um, NHL and MLB uh, with JB the other week, we were just sitting in Discord, uh, so I didn't have sound on my console. Yeah. Because uh, I got to choose between one or the other. He was streaming to his PC, so he was able to do both. Um, 
But yeah, I was I was sitting there thinking like it would have been nice if I could have joined Discord via the Xbox, but every time I've tried to do that via the Xbox, it hasn't worked because the app integration on that console is fucking garbage. So yeah. Anyway. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Next piece of news we've got here is some Call of Duty news. Uh, Activision has confirmed that Sledgehammer is leading the development on Call of Duty 2021, uh, codenamed, I guess, Vanguard is the rumor. Um, this is concerning, I feel like. Uh, I am not. This, yeah. Is this a year you skip with... Call of Duty? This is the year you only play Warzone. I mean, fuck. Like, I didn't think Black Ops Cold War was all that worth playing either, but uh, yeah, I would not, would not be keen, not keen to play a sledgehammer Call of Duty, they have... Have they ever got it right? Well, they did Modern Warfare, right? Two years ago. This is the problem, see? They were on a... a Call of Duty was on a three-year cycle. Uh, things got fucked up the last couple of years. And so uh, uh, Sledgehammer did uh, Modern Warfare in 2019. And was, now they're back on a Call of Duty again. So the, the issue Modern here Warfare is... good? Yeah, I liked Modern Warfare. No... What, that was it was shit. It was fucking. It was good. Um, it was trash. The um, the problem is that there's such a quick turnaround on this development cycle. You had Sledgehammer working on Call of Duty Modern Warfare, doing updates for that post release, working on Warzone, and they're also working on this new game now that they had to come in and take the lead from. Uh, I think this is going to be a, a disaster game. Oh yeah, this one. And apparently every Activision studio is now working on Call of Duty. Did you see this? That's the Lady other rumor. Binox and like, all that sort of stuff. Toys for Bob. Really? Fucking wow. everyone is working on yeah. it. It's all hands on deck for Call of Duty. Uh, which, what about yeah. the um, Australian studios probably doing the same thing, right? I wonder what, they, oh, 100%. what they're helping on. Absolutely yeah. they are. But yeah. Anyway. Uh, I guess we'll find out more about that in the uh, maybe next month, June, when we hear more about Battlefield. And uh, when does Call of Duty normally announce? Later than that. Rue right? has it. We'll hear more about Battlefield this fucking week, man. Uh, by the end of I this week. I thought that rumor was fake. Uh, well, there's like fucking 7 billion fucking rumors flying around about Battlefield at this point, which means that we've got to be fucking close. Like yeah. the amount of rumors flying about, we've got to be fucking close. If not this yeah. week, next week for sure. Uh, I'll bet. I'll bet you. I'll bet you. If you want to fucking do a fucking gap bet, I'll bet you we hear about it before next week's podcast. Yeah. No, not about it. You're scared. You're scared because no, anything could happen. You could email them and tell them to put it up, and they'll do it. They would. They're terrified of me. That's true. That's a good point. Um, yeah. <laughs> Smart not to take that bet. Um, okay. That is... Two more. That's it. Two more quickly. Um, Metro more. Exodus on uh, PC, the Enhanced Edition, is coming out tomorrow. Um, and this is for uh, ray tracing capable hardware only, uh, but it will be a free update or upgrade for, for the uh, people that have the original game. Um, so this is a... Uh, they've gone in and like redone all the the ray tracing features in Metro Exodus, which were one of the first games to really have a crack at it. And um, I saw Digital Foundry did a proper, they like partnered up with the Metro team and went through and showed them 
all the new features and some behind the scenes stuff for how they uh, fixed up, uh, evolved some of the, the the lighting systems and the shadows and that sort of thing. It looks really cool. Um, did you ever get a chance to play Metro with the ray tracing? No, I, I I haven't actually. Yeah. So I should try and fucking grab a fucking copy, right? Yeah, so this will be a free update on on, on PC for all of those systems. Uh, yeah, nice. Steam, Epic, uh, Green Man Gaming. One. I'm not sure what else. Yeah, sweet, cool. Um, uh, th- two more here. Looks like uh, Four Corners report on the monetization of video games or in video games. Uh, yeah, I just want to talk about this a little bit because you know it was on earlier this week, and uh, I think there was you know there was a reaction to it. Um, did you see anything about this or see it at all? I know you're in America. Yeah. So, so I think it aired late at night. I saw people reacting to the blog posts that went up pretty negatively. Um, I watched about 30 minutes of the video the next day, uh, or 20 minutes. I think it's like an hour long video. Um, so I've not, I've not seen the whole thing, but the bits that I saw seem pretty reasonable. Uh, that's, that's the thing, right? Like, so, the blog post was bad, right? Mm-hmm. I think the bo- blog post was bad. Uh, not, it was just, uh, it wasn't constructed very well. And I think that, that's the problem that it had. But, like, I don't think it was saying, like, overall, it wasn't saying anything that didn't need to be said. Right. Uh, like, like it wasn't a, um, a current affair fucking classic video beat games up. are yeah. ruining your child's brains or something like that. That's it, right? Like it was focused on, you know, the the video uh, portion in particular felt like it was focused on the impact it has on adults, uh, which I think is something very much worth talking about. Uh, and I think it like qualifies the, the concepts a bit better for people. But I think there were a couple of things that happened. You know, there was obviously, you know, there is uh, an element uh, like... Uh, I don't know, you know, like uh, in sitcoms when someone sneaks up on someone who's jumpy and they like smack them in the face, right? Mm-hmm. I think there's a little bit of that, right? Like, oh, you can't sneak up on me. My karate skills, right? Like uh, gamers uh, at this point are so uh, well honed at their skills of self-defense when it comes to uh, the media beat up that even when it's not a media beat up, they're... they're defenses activate and they fucking go all fucking all out on it so i think there's there's a little bit of that right uh because we're used to the beat up but this wasn't a beat up i think i think it was talking about some stuff that needed to be talked about then there there was like there's another layer to it though and i think that this didn't help there's the layer that it's it talked about games it spoke about games from an outsider's perspective, like without a deep knowledge, like that in the art, like the shit about fucking Assassin's Creed flags and stuff just shouldn't have fucking existed in that piece. It had literally nothing. All I could think about was like, imagine being the guy. Have you heard like, have you heard the legend of that fucking flag shit? All right. The story goes, they were three months out from launch and the CEO of Ubisoft's son played Assassin's Creed and was like, oh, I wish I could climb that tower and get a flag. And suddenly from- feathers? 
feathers, flags, something like that. And suddenly right. from up on high, three months, they've already gone gold or some shit. And they have to like insert a bunch of fucking feathers and shit into the fucking game. Imagine being that guy. And then you're like fucking a decade and a half later and like Australia's premier investigative journalism team <laughs> are like, and this is why games are fucking predatory. And you're like, oh shit, I... I put that shit what in. What I did was put 300 uh, feathers in the game. Yeah, I just fucking threw feathers at a fucking game, damn it. How am I the getting fucked was, on this it was one? A tie, it was tied to an achievement, and that was the issue. Yeah, of course. But, like, still, like, it's completely divorced from the actual issue at hand, what they should have focused on, which was predatory monetization in games, uh, which was, you know, the the overall pitch of what the game was about but didn't wind up being what uh not the overall pitch of what the uh, article and, and the the subsequent video was about but didn't wind up being what the uh like that section was and it's sort of just felt like they didn't really and that didn't help and then i think the other thing the video in particular i felt was was guilty of this was that they wrapped it in it's like a taco, right? It's like a taco, and the the good stuff is the predatory ways that games keep people playing, and the bad. What they did was like that's the fucking that's the delicious taco meat and the cheese and the tomatoes and I don't know lettuce and guacamole. It's lunchtime and I'm hungry. Um, and they wrapped it in like a fucking waffle cone. They wrapped it in this fucking like spooky music and these weird fucking shots on like all black backgrounds that like if they just blurred it and had the person talking through a voice modulator it would have been this person spoke to us on the condition of anonymity for fear that they will be murdered like it's so fucking spookily shot like it was they were coming to get ya that if while they were talking about something important it felt like it's it's like um yeah it's, it's they, they wrapped that taco in the wrong fucking wrapping or something. Like, it's just... They missed on that one. I think, like, they, were, they made a couple of errors in execution. But the content, I think, was good. And the... Or most of the content was good. And I think it's a, an important topic that needs to be spoken about. Alex yeah. Walker did a story yesterday that was like, uh, video games don't need you to defend them. And that is 100% true. Holy shit. Video games are a runaway train. There's no there's no more we don't need to circle the wagons anymore. We'd like we should be if anything circling the wagons against video games unstoppable fucking it's it's like the fucking Katamari and it's rolled up so much now that it can't be stopped and it's terrifying. Yeah. There's there's more people getting rolled up about features like this then there are people getting upset that this thing is like in games <laughs> exactly <laughs> which is crazy yeah um, crazy all right so, so should i watch the rest of that thing or uh if you want i don't know yeah go on um all right anyway that's on uh, you can watch that on on i believe it's on abc if you've not seen it yet uh, uh just type in four corners video games and it'll pop up it's like a it's in, in video format on their website. Um, and, and finally, the last piece of news here. Take it away. Uh, 
Yeah, uh, this is breaking during the podcast uh, while we've been recording. Uh, it's been learned that uh, on the 11th, uh, the Australian federal government will uh, include in their budget a uh, 30% digital games tax offset as part of new investment incentives uh, in Australia, which is fucking awesome. It's been a long time coming, a real long time coming. Uh, it's it's a bit weird uh, because on one hand, the IGA uh, sort of dropped the ball, in my opinion, on that four corners thing because they were, you know, defending predatory monetization in, in video games in a way that I don't think they should be, but that is their job. Uh, and on the other hand, this is a huge win for something that they've been lobbying for for a long time. So, uh, you know, a weird week for them, but an awesome week for games in Australia. Uh, they need to spend apparently a minimum of $500,000 to qualify yeah. and games yeah. with gambling elements well, that cannot obtain a classification will not qualify for the tax break. But uh, nevertheless, a f- fucking huge deal, uh, and and we'll hopefully see loads more investment in uh, in the Australian games industry, and mean that you know people from Australia feel more comfortable attempting to make it in games, which is fucking awesome. Hmm. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, I wonder. I mean, the 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 backlash that I can see coming from here is that this doesn't really incentivize smaller studios, right? This is more aimed right. towards your um, uh, we, we like we just talked about Activision set up in Melbourne, Sledgehammer Games, Sledgehammer, yep. Um, you've got your big ant in there in Brisbane, right? You've got um a bunch of other studios in uh fire monkeys is in melbourne sydney's got uh war game war gaming I'm trying to think of all the studios that i can remember um is that that that's the major ones right i think so i think yeah, yeah. and so i think it's they're the core ones that if you're looking at five hundred thousand, um that's those guys anything yep. below that which is um your indie smaller um teams is not going to be factored into this right yeah but you gotta walk before you run right like this is a fucking step in the right direction after years of being stuck in one place looking in every other fucking direction with your fingers in your ears so like like look at all the films right now that are getting uh, australia support all like a bunch of marvel like i think there's two getting filmed in australia right thor's just finished or at least finished mortal Um, kombat Mortal Kombat was filmed. Yeah, there's there was wasn't there a second uh, Marvel filmed film uh, recently? I guess the last Thor was filmed here as well. Um, of course, Shang Chi yeah. is that what it was called? I haven't watched the trailer. Was yet. that here? I thought that was in Australia. Cool. Um, yeah, like the the film industry check. has been getting these fucking breaks for fucking yonks. Um, television to like there's there's been a lot of like support for the arts but video games has always been left out so this is a fantastic step in the right direction yeah it would be fan- it would be awesome if it could apply a little broader but uh you know with this in place hopefully we can mm. start to see more stuff like it uh which is yeah awesome and i think that a lot of 
like there are bodies around the country, uh, state-based bodies around the country that that will possibly be able to come together and, and use a couple of different things, um, a, t- a couple of different games to maybe qualify for the tax break. That's how it happens sometimes in uh, in smaller with smaller film productions. Um, mm. They'll they'll come like they'll work together to qualify. So maybe that sort of thing could happen as well. Um, yeah. But we'll have to wait and see. Obviously, yeah, it's very fresh news right off the wire. So I guess we have to yeah. wait for more finer details once they're released in the in, in next week. Um, yeah, I, I was right. It was filmed in uh, Sydney, that film. Right. Nice. Cool. Yeah. Um, um, that's news. Yeah. That's the news. Uh, yeah. That's, that's the podcast. podcast. No questions. Um, no. You can find us on iTunes, Android, Windows Store, Spotify, YouTube, all the places you get podcasts from. Please rate and review the show. Helps other people find us. You can send us questions if you like to on our Discord page, thegapodcast.com slash Discord. You can jump in there, uh, leave us questions, play uh, play all sorts of geo guess games or just chat to people. Chat away. Chat um, away. Uh, you can also find us on social media, facebook.com slash podcast, twitter.com slash podcast. You go to our YouTube page, gapodcast.com slash YouTube. Watch the podcast in video format. It's late this week. It's very late this week. For whatever reason, the render failed like three times. It's fucking driving me nuts. But I got I got the- Intel inside, baby. Yeah. No, it's. I think it's yep. um, Sony no. Vegas. I'm going to switch to no. something else. It's Intel. <laughs> it's Intel. Okay. Should we go on AMD? We'll see. Um, you can also go to our website, thegapodcast.com, and check out all of those links we just mentioned. If you're not sure, uh, you can't remember them, just go to that website. It'll help you out, take you to everything we've got going on. Um, we've got old podcasts on there. We've got some feature articles from Job doing some Elite Dangerous uh, with this his week, yep. casual fucking Xbox controller because that's how he plays yep. games most of these days. Um, sure. <laughs> not gonna buy it and then no. um you can also support the uh, podcast if you go to patreon.com slash ga podcast uh become a recurring member get the podcast a little bit earlier once it goes up and uh we appreciate everyone's support and that helps us pay the bills keep the podcast running and so go on so we thank, do. You we love you. Very thank you so much much um anything you want to pimp out for this week you've been working on uh no no all right fair enough where can people find you on the internet on the internet at joey jojo on twitter uh same if you put it into YouTube to go watch that video uh, or on this podcast. Yep. Uh, you can find me twitter.com slash Luke Laurie, L-A-W-R-I-E. You can also go to survivor.com, check out my Resident Evil Village review. Um, go on the comments. Tell me I'm wrong. I dare you. Uh, maybe the <laughs> first one. Uh, so you have, <laughs> to, check that you have out. to fight his legions of fans. <laughs> yeah. Uh all right, that is it for this week. I thought it was a good show. Uh, a lot going oh, yeah. on. Great show. Um, next week, we'll be back to Trash Fire where nothing is out. And, yep. um, back to nothing. Back to I'm nothing. not playing Resident Evil, so we're back to nothing. <laughs> yeah. All right, that is it. Thank you all for listening, and we'll catch you next week. Bye.